It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I just love his voice. I just can't get over it. He just, he just so pleasant. Anyway, it's July 29th, my friends, and we're just doing a common law show here, or law show, or whatever. You know, talk about law or whatever. You know, we can to encourage each other and help each other to, um, yeah, uh, live our life. Hey, that's what it's all about. Anyway, so it's July 29th, 7:18. We seem to be having some technical problems here, but anyway, we'll see if we can work them out. Uh, whatever. Um, anyway, I've been waiting for some friends. Uh, specific. Hi, Janine. Hi, sister. Lovely to see you, my dear. We've been having some technical problems here, so um, I don't know. I don't know what's, what the hell is going on here. Excuse my French. Uh, watch it, Sonia. <laughs> uh, I've I've met up with this gentleman. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, I think his name. I'm trying to remember just last week. I think his name's um, Charles. Something. I'm trying to find him. And I've been really, really busy. I'm going to be busy for another month, so I'm kind of scattered. You know, I'm all over the place. But uh, this this man, yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, I, I, he sent me a couple of videos, and uh, I'm going to ask him if I can share them with you. Sent me a couple of videos where he was getting in in with the council, and uh, he really putting the screws to them. You know, this man is is really hot. So we're very fortunate to have him on this talk show. So I hope he can make it. He said he's going to try to make it, but. You know, if he doesn't, but yeah, at least we've got contact with him. I'm going to keep in touch with him. He is really hot. This guy's a genius. Another one. You know, we, we're we getting some real hot speakers, you know, Colin Derrick and, of course, Carl. And, and uh, yeah, we just keep searching around and keep keep working on it. And we're going to get some, um, you know, we're, we're just going to grow. We're going to grow, you know. So, um, yeah, who's on all? All on this evening. Hi. So you can hear me, obviously. Uh, Idiotes on, and Arius, and some guests, and Janine, and and um, so. Okay, Arius, can you hear me? Um. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of chat going on there. Hi, Common Defense. There's a bit of chat going on here, but can you hear me? I'm really hoping that um, this this man can get on. It was on earlier. You are unmuted. Oh, okay. That's super. Who's this? <laughs> so that's got to be... This um, is the TalkShoe Automated Voice System. You are unmuted. You're kidding me. There's a talk show automated whatever. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. It's Donaldson. I like to make a joke. You made a smile, and I made you happy. That's all that matters. That's good. Oh. Uh, yeah, so. It doesn't take much to throw me up. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool, my yeah, friend. I'm Donaldson. I'm also a common descent in the, in the chat. Jonathan. Or on the call. And in your common defense, Jonathan. Okay. Oh, no, Don, Donaldson. 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 I'm the son. With the D. Why am I Donaldson? Because I am the second son of a man named Donald. That's common law. <laughs> and this is Donaldson. A man oh. alive from San Francisco, where I am sipping on a little after work beverage, thinking about the common law and its effect on you, on me, and on everyone, really. I think yeah. it's important for us to pay attention to what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. So, may, may I call you Donald or Donaldson, or what may I call you by, my friend? Well, Donald, because that's my father, but... I'm actually Donald's son. That's the best description for me. That's not the the legal name because uh-huh. my name okay. is my name is Jeremiah, but I am Donald's son. Okay. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Oh, I definitely do. I I, I definitely do. Um, I'm That's just fine. wondering. My my name's Sonia, so I you know you can call me. Sonia. But are you Sonia? Yeah, yeah, I yeah I am. Oh, yes, that's, that's what my my mother that's... my mother gave me that name, and I I like my name. And, she gave uh, yeah. you the name. My, my, my Sonia, that's a beautiful name. It really is. Pretty. Thank you, thank you. Is it? Yeah, You're welcome. I, I, I like it too. I like it too. So I think that's I'll a nice keep, sound. I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, you should. Donaldson, um, would, would what would you like to be called by? Um, do you want us to call? Do you want I to call you Donaldson? Donaldson. Okay. Yeah, Donaldson. Donaldson. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's a pleasure to chat with you, my friend, and thank thank you for coming here. Um, no problem. I pleasure to be here. I robot. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I. I. Okay. I see on the chat board here. I see you. Are 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 you the man here, Donaldson? Well, a lot of people call me a disruptor. I was thinking of changing my name to be Disruptor because it's kind of a cool name. But I'm the guy that posts more links to actual factual sources for information about common law than anyone on TalkShoe. Fantastic. Be the disruptor, I say. Be the disruptor. Disrupt the system. So let me That's let me put right. a link in the let me put a link in real quick to the chat room so I don't I don't have to I can I can stay you know true to the name to the name here disruptor here I go <laughs> <laughs> oh is that Aries yeah. please Donaldson the disruptor <laughs> <laughs> disruptor no it's like a, the disruptinator you know, like, yeah disruptinator <laughs> you're funny. Is that it's like nearly twist, like a, it's nearly like a rapture, isn't it? You know, like a raptor. You know, just ripping apart all these all these people that just want to not do the correct thing. 
disruptor. Right, you got it. I'm, so, so now yeah. the thing is, is when, the next question is this: you guys, <laughs> when I come into, when I come back into the chat room, the next time on any call, anyone says, "Is this Donaldson the disruptor?" I'll be like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> You're damn right. And I have the name to prove it. Because I'm about to disrupt your disinformation campaign. It's going to be horrible for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing this now. I'm doing exactly that now. Yeah, well, let's have some fun. Let's have yeah. some fun and uh, see if we can get some things together. Man, I, I'm telling you about this This uh, other gentleman, too, Charles. I think his name was Smith. Uh, I've been really busy, my friends. I'm so sorry to 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 get organized up and really busy. I'm in the process of moving and um and, and what that means for me is uh working on getting my property back, which is my grandchildren. Um uh, so um but anyway this gentleman that I had met last week <coughs> has sent me some emails and stuff and this this guy is is really um yeah, really kind of a genius sort of thing. Jeez, I hope we can I hope he drops in this evening. He said he'll try and and uh, uh, drop in on the the Friday night shows. So I, I really hope he does. Um, I really didn't get time to um, to get into my emails and find him and say, hey, hey, remember us, please. Um, you know, because we we've got some pretty intelligent and hot hot people that uh, are really working hard on on doing things for us sort of thing. So um, anyway, we've got to appreciate every call that we can sort of thing, you know, because time seems to be, time seems to be pretty freaking short, you know. Things things are going too fast, too hard, too fast. It's crazy, you know. You know, I just put a link into the chat room, sorry, uh, for common law, common law action, Let's look at the actual title. It's Common Law Elements of the Section 80, 1983 Action. So anyone out there that wants to do a Section 1983 action for color of law, you know, violating your rights under color of law, right? That's 1983, right? Now, uh, so Dawson, you're this, in the this states, article, right? <clears throat> you're in yeah, the states, this right? This article is great. Yeah, I'm, well, what do you mean by states? I don't know what you mean. Um, United, what they call, they call the United States. I'm on the land of Canada, Canada, yeah. Ontario, actually. So you're talking. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so, what do you guys have as far as an equivalent to 1983 up there? I have no idea, sweetheart. I have no idea what the hell they, even the 1983. Do you want to read that to me or give us a little more information on what sure. it means? Because. I really don't know. See, I, I, I've never voted in my life at all, so I have no idea of all these statues and acts and stuff. And now I'm just trying to learn in order to defend myself. So I have no idea what these 1983s and all all this kind of... So if you would fill us in, yeah, that would be appreciated. I'd love it. It would be Donaldson's pleasure to speak in third person <laughs> and okay. read the intro to the article. This article explores the role of the common law in Supreme Court interpretation and application of 1983, which 
grant the cause of action for ver- uh, violations of constitutional rights committed under color of any state statute, ordinance, regulation, custom, or usage. I argue that the common law has served primarily to narrow the reach of 1983. So, wow, that means that it narrows the reach of it. Let's just focus on that real quick. If this, so the person wrote, who wrote the article using the word narrow, right? What, he's, what he implies by that is he, he's basically saying that common law works to actually be like a, like a more stringent um, effect. It has an, a stringent effect on 1983 in that it, it, squeeze, it's, it kind of squeezes, it, 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 it doesn't go so broadly, you know, in, in, as, as far as interpretation. It's a narrow. It's most likely going to come out to being a narrow interpretation of the of the law. You see what I'm saying? Meaning okay. it's narrow. Meaning it, they're not going to apply the broad fundamental principles of the entire country. But what they'll probably do is narrow down everything to a fine point in about the community that you're in and the local location you're at, and they will then determine whether or not the 1983 claim applies based on the local common law. Okay. So, okay. and that's just Donaldson's analysis. But okay, well, no, local common you. law. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What's up? No, that that's because we're, yeah, you know, we, this, this is what is, what's happening here. This has all been hidden from us. All this has been hidden from us. So everybody gets their opinions, and we put all our ideas and our opinions together, and we come up with some solutions and find some some solutions that may work for you, may work for me, whatever. Yeah. So you know, nobody's nobody's right <laughs> in this game, you know. And and uh, but all we do is try and and uh, work with it and and hopefully find out some solutions that may work for you or may work for me. So, yeah, a- a- anything goes in this game, right? <laughs> Every, well, everything goes in this game. It kind of does, actually, and, and it, that's, that's a very good point that you made. Uh, um, I'm sorry, remind me of your name. Sonia. Sonia, thank you. I said it like twice already, so that should be the final time that I get it. Oh, you get it now, Sonia. Um, but I think that there's so many different remedies available, that, and, and the Internet's providing for a lot of that information to get out there, right? But what we're seeing is this thing called singularity in law. Imagine the same singularity that happens with technology. And what I mean by that is that it's, Technology seems very spread out initially. One application for this, one application for that, one application for that. And then eventually everything becomes streamlined and the the devices become smaller, the technology becomes faster, there's less applications, right? And it's all everything gets condensed down to one single application doing all these different tasks. And so law is the same way. Just like the human thinking pattern is the the same way, we have the ability to, 
to think with a singular character, if you will. Uh, we can, we can, you know, singularity of thought is very important when it comes to freedom and freedom of speech. But and so, just like technology, we should not be growing as human beings and being able to learn and advance our education and advance humankind forward, moving beyond these, the past, you know, uh, ways of doing things. Like just any, common, any old common law remedy. Maybe there's a new one that came around, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's important to pay attention to singularity. Yeah, I like that. And how, yeah. And how that actually applies. I some people call it the blur of technology. Also, you can see it manifesting when businesses do um, piggyback operations, um, like Kentucky Fried Chicken with Taco Bell in one building. Mm-hmm. That that is a form of singularity, commercially speaking. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, back to the common law. The controversy over the initial, I'm sorry, the, over the influence of common law on 1983. That's interesting. The controversy over the influence of common law on 1983 in in, in the United States. That's the you know that's the statute that limits the uh, potential for harm you know, by a public official or someone claiming to be. Okay, so the controversy over the influence of common law on 1983 is reflective of a a deeper conflict regarding whether the section uh, remedy, right, should be available even when state law would provide an adequate remedy. (laughs) So that's kind of crucial, too. So anyone out there that's making a 1983 claim, if the state law would would provide a remedy equivalent or better, you might want to stick to the state law instead of going with the federal 1983 claim. Investigate state laws to make sure that it doesn't provide the same remedy that the federal laws do. You see, that's why we see a huge media campaign getting everyone focused on federalism, see, because they want people to forget about localism and forget about state, the state sovereignty and the state law. It's all about federal, local federalism. Sorry. After you, Sonia. (laughs) Dolph, I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, You lost me right there. When you're talking about the federal, like I say, I have never, I'm, um, I'm almost 60 years old. I've never voted, never been into politics until I had uh, my 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 uh, grandchildren robbed by the CAS. So I, you know, all my life I've been kind of a free woman and and never had anything to do with any of this kind of stuff. So I'm really ignorant. So what what I'm saying, sweetheart, is when when you started talking about uh, the uh, um the government and and all this kind of stuff you lost me just in the last about three minutes. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, 
So when you're talking about um, the 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 laws and all that kind of stuff, um, well, common law, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been in common law. I've been studying with Carl. Uh, or listening to Carl and, and studying with Carl, oh, back in, oh, we're talking a few years back, um, you know, actually when Carl, uh, before he had his own shows, he was, he was um, I, I found Carl um, through another group um, back when he was um, on Angela's calls. He didn't even have his own calls. So I've listened to Carl for a couple of years. But uh I I uh like I say, still with, with politics and government and all that kind of crap, um, I still got lots to learn so I I was just uh wanting to 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 <laughs> okay. go back with you here, my friend. Yeah. Go back sure. with you here, Can my just, friend, and if you could let's say this. Okay, Carl, Carl has some things that I want to learn. So the fact that you, you know, you took the time to, to, to let me know that is, is honorable. I really respect that and I appreciate you you letting me know, you know, about your education because a lot of people fail to do that and then it doesn't give me a very good basis from which to come from, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so And so when it comes to communicating with people, I like to know who I'm talking to and what their knowledge level is, especially if we're trying to see eye to eye. On, right, on a particular right, topic, right. so that's cool that you that you mentioned Carl and and with regard to his uh, his perspective, I have a question, and I think other people in the chat room and also elsewhere who may listen to the call uh, will appreciate the question and that, and and it does um, does the viewpoint of of Mr. Lenz of, of Carl does does it uh, not Mr. Lenz he's not Mr. Lenz. Forgive me. <laughs> Such a blackhead. All right. Uh, he'd like to uh, it's Carl, Carl. Carl! Okay. Does his view... Here we are talking about Carl again, Aries. <laughs> um, uh, what? what? Did I you think, just say Carl? I, I, I said little G, but not big G. Um, but the interesting thing is, does Carl have the the perspective that it's his rules, right? It's his life and it's his he's a man and that's his claim. You know what I mean? Obviously he knows a little bit about the law. He's probably looked into it quite a bit. And Oh, you betcha I'm, because I'm thinking Yeah. It's taken him eight years to get his get his boy back. Yeah, so he he, he studied friggin' hard, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Tom. that's so great. Sorry, that is yeah. cool. When, when did he get his boy back? That is awesome. Yeah, he he stu- he uh, yeah they 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 took his boy because he had Down syndrome from the hospital, and they said if you don't sign these papers, we're taking your boy. And they took him, and and he just he just didn't eat, sleep, or nothing. Um, he just went to the library and started studying law. But it it took him eight years. Um, to to get his boy back, and he got his boy back. Oh man, that is yeah. so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know what? He, Honestly, I don't feel so bad now because it's taken me about six years to understand this. <laughs> Excuse my French, oh, but it yeah. is a difficult subject matter. 
Oh yeah, Carl. And Carl Carl is is no uh, no pushover. He's hardcore man. And uh right now at this moment he's going through some other issues in his life, so we we haven't had the uh, the fortune of having him on talk shows recently and lately, but I'll tell you, you know, there's a lot of men and women on Skype now. Donaldson, are you on Skype? I don't have a credit card, so I don't. Oh no, have you don't. You don't need either. a credit card, sweetheart, for this. No, sweetheart, uh, free. We, we free? can help. We can help you out with this. Getting on the Skype. Um, what uh, happened here with Carl getting his uh, his his son back, and um, with uh, many friends that got to know Carl, we started up Skype, and we've got Skype rooms. We've got uh, Skype uh, uh, meeting rooms where we can meet for all sorts of different things, like um, uh, it could be foreclosure rooms, it could be CPS rooms, it could be traffic tickets, uh, you name it. Everybody's striking up a room. We got rooms for everything <laughs> to to fight these, excuse me, bastards. Uh, you know, that are trying to take us down and uh, when we do no harm. All they want is money. All they want is money. And you cross the road, uh, you know, 20 feet from the lights and they want to get you for jaywalking. Well, we're, 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 we're figuring out ways of, of getting through that horse shit, you know. Um, pardon me, I guess, I, I guess I'm in one of those moods. I've got to watch my language because I tell everybody else to watch your language in case we get young people on the shows sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, no, so we've got some pretty interesting things on Skype, Donaldson. So if you would like to uh, learn how to join up with us, and, uh, yeah, you can talk with many, many people that are, uh, we've all been learning from Carl and, and from other ways, too, from other men and women. Uh, we're going Go in all different directions. We're... We're learning how to take care of ourselves, you know, through God's law and common uh-huh. law. Okay, yeah. through God's uh, law? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? I need to investigate. Huh? I am. I'm a. I'm Donaldson, bro. I. Do, I'm an. I do analysis. I'm studying law. So I hope you're ready. Word. Who's that? Is that you, Cheyenne? That's not me. Who was that? No, was that I Cheyenne, that you? was me. Yeah, Aries. I said someone said the G word. He did. Who's this? That's speaker? why I asked her. I was no. That's my friend Aries. Aries, say hello to Sonia. Oh, Aries. Is that Hi, you, Sonia. Aries? I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm just in one of those. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please, please forgive me. Hi, Aries. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. We've got. Uh, if you want to join uh, into the Skype rooms. Um, all our common law friends that come on to these talk shows are in the Skype rooms, most of them anyway. And uh, we do have, um, you know, we, we meet many other men and women. But uh, this is kind of, uh, Skype is, is uh, kind of one of, our, one of our hangouts. We're learning more. We're learning more. We're trying hey, I, to find... Yo, can I quickly mention that I just remembered, sorry to cut you off. I love no. Skype and I want to be put on. I want to be put on game about Skype. Okay, I want you to help me. So you have to put me on game, Sonia. But regarding God's law, I don't think the word human is in the Bible. I don't think it's in there. 
If anyone can disprove me, I'll mm-hmm. give you ten bucks. Yeah, well, maybe not. Maybe not, but <laughs> we know. Human's probably not listed in the Bible, you guys. So, But man is, man is listed in the yeah. Bible. So if you're claiming man's laws, then you're mm-hmm. probably claiming a biblical thing, too. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Well, thank you, thank you. No, um, no uh, most most of us love talking about uh, um, God's law and uh, what His mm-hmm. His plans are for you know our our future, and obviously, what a wonderful world we have, and we do have a, a wonderful you know hope to look forward to, and and that's what you know uh, we're all about here too. You know, um, is um, you know, we 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 want to to live in a peaceful earth, and we know that the, the government in in a lot of this this earth is is run by Satan, um, because the Bible does say that Satan is the god of this system. So um, yeah, we we got a lot of things to work on. Oh, uh, Sonia, you are such a sweetie. Yeah. I want to. I'll tell you this. I love you. Right now, I just want to, from my heart, I love you. You have a great spirit. I love your energy. Keep doing what you're doing. Who was that? I heard a voice. Uh, fan. Hey, guys. Who's that? Lawfan. Oh, What's Law up, fan. my man? Hi, hi, sweetheart. What's up, Don? How are you? Hi, Lawfan. Yeah, hi. Hi, Sonny. How are you? <laughs> hi, sweetheart. Yeah, I don't hear your voice very much. You know, we just do more typing. No. I'm good. No, I, I, I try not to get on these things. Um, I get too heated. Oh, that's okay. Get heated. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm still learning, you know. I still, hey, I, I, I don't we're... really know that much. But... Well, hey, we're all learning. We gotta help each other, you know. Let's let's hold each other's hand. <laughs> so, yeah. Prophet, hey. what, what what do you got to talk about tonight, sweetheart? Oh no, I just um. I don't I don't know if it's a fake but like um I saw a video and um like it was like I said, I don't know if it's a fake but like um these law people it's like they're in like I don't know, like like a council's office or something. Oh yeah. And and it was it was on YouTube and um yeah, it's like they're doing doing their proceedings and, and before they um Open their proceedings. They like said a prayer, and um, yeah. Like at the end of at the end of the prayer, they basically hailed Satan. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. By the ah, end of where would by, the, my by the end of the prayer, they basically hailed Satan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the guy that the guy that opened the um, prayer. Oh really? Yeah, he hailed oh, Satan. Oh, that's scary. But it was really confusing because like. Like he he like mentioned like Buddha, Allah, and I know some maybe Krishna. I don't know, but he he closed it off with um, hailing Satan. So, oh, but like I, I said, I, I can't I can't verify if it was a fake video because you know people can fake these things these days and put it on YouTube. But, it's a beautiful. It sounds yeah, like a beautiful fa- video. I, was it a nice? Was it a good camera? Um, well, it looked pretty, like, it looked all official, like, it was definitely, like, a, like, a, like, a, in a, like, courtroom, like, it looked like it was in, like, a council's office or something. Uh-huh. Well, bottom line is, uh, is that your interpretation, that they said, hail Satan, 
or did they literally say the words Hail Satan? They literally said the words Hail Satan. Mm-hmm. Oh my I mean I got it. if I could see the video of that, that would be sick. Can you can you yeah, send that to I'll me? try and get it I'll try and um get it over to you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well you know you know what my friends? You know you know, my here's here's my opinion. When when I hear or see something like that, I don't even waste my time or my energy going to look yeah. for it. Because I figure we don't have much time. You know, the, 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 this world, this mm-hmm. system is, is going wherever it's going. But I'm not going to waste my time searching out that kind of crap. If Like you tell me about it, sweetheart, uh, law fan. Thank you very much, darling. But I'm not going to go looking for it. I, I no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the other direction. I've got other directions that I want to go, um, and I, I've got changes in my own life that I want to make. And I'm not gonna go looking for that crap because I know it's there. <laughs> I know it's there. So, but thank you very much because that is so true. Because yeah, they're they're, they're gonna praise Satan. They praised Hitler. They're gonna praise who knows you know who knows who, but. Um, but thank you for letting us know that that that, that is, out, is out there, and we do have to be on guard and be watchful for that. But uh, otherwise, um, you know, we, we just got to kind of run from it. We got to run from it. We got to stay away from that because uh, we, we know what's bad. And, um, you know, God's doing a calling here. You know, Jesus is doing a calling, you know. There is going to be a last calling of some sort. And uh, we we really have to stay on guard, be strong, you know, do our push-ups and and, um, stay with it. Because uh, time's getting short. Time's getting short because um, things are really getting bad here. And um, we don't know how much time we have. So if we want to be a part of God's new order, God's new system... And we got to trust in Him, because otherwise we got no hope. If we don't trust in God, you know, because uh, like I said, it's uh, Matthew twenty-two twenty-four says, "If God did not cut the days short, man would surely destroy all flesh." You sound like the God of the Bible, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because so, in, in California, the Civil Code, Section twenty-two point two, states that law is the supreme expression of the will of the people. No, the will of the state. That's what it says. Law is oh. the, the supreme expression of the will of the state. Oh. And and that you know what that implies? That the, the people's will is God. So it's really important to remember which God is being spoken about. Yeah. You know, which God? Is it the people's will? Because... That's yeah. an invisible God. It doesn't exist. That's a straight-up fiction. You know, if you're talking about nature as God, that's fine too. But you can't be, you can't limit nature as God to a book or to any type of word on any paper anywhere. Period. You just can't do it because it doesn't it doesn't logically reason out. You know what I mean? You hear me? I love you. I love your vibe. I just cannot see uh, that that somehow, um, you know, the tr- the truth is written down in a book somewhere. That's not common law. Sorry. Mhm. Okay. No. No. And can can I add to that? Like, sure. Who's sort of a, 
Uh, so, uh, again. Yeah, thank yes, you. Yeah, I, I, I like it when people identify themselves so I know who I'm talking to so we can relate emotions uh, and feelings and stuff like that so we know. Yeah, go ahead, sweetheart. Yeah, no, it's just um like yeah, like like take 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 what um Donaldson said basically and um you know like apply it to the whole man claim that that Carl Lentz is um um propagating. And it's like um you know, I'd like how do I how do I put this? Um like, like, I think that, like people get they get too too hung up with the man claim. Like, like I believe it works, but it's 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 not it's not just all about putting Iron Man on paper, and that, you know, I mean, yeah, he he says it himself. Like, it's a lifestyle, yeah. and um, I'm sure I'm sure he says that himself. But I haven't actually listened to too many recordings of. So his, but I believe when he when he says about the man thing, it's more of a metaphor. And um, I've, I've, how is I've it a metaphor? How is it a metaphor? Uh, well, well, that's, hold on that's a second. Hold on. Hang Sonia, on. Hang on. So I'm sorry. Okay, I want well. you to respond. I want you to respond, Law Fan, because I really like yeah. hearing your voice. I really okay. do. You're such a cool person. Let me ask you a question. Uh, because Carl Lentz doesn't necessarily refer directly to God, right? Does he? Does he say um, God's law? I, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've heard him mention about God. No, I, I don't know. I mean, he might, might have. I don't know. Right. I, I, I've That's heard what I was wondering. Uh, Sonia, can you fill us in on the on the gap right there? Fill us. Help us. Help us out. I, I, I've heard Carl um, talk a little bit about God, you know, like um, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Um, yeah, yeah, he's talked a little bit about God. Yes, I, I do believe he's a, a God-fearing person and, and, and believes in, in honesty and trust and and doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yes, yes, I have heard that. He has stated well, that. He he has stated that he said it's not my law. He said it's God's law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have I have heard mm-hmm. him state that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's I don't know. I mean, it's the whole religion and state thing, isn't it? Well, it's oh, it's, 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 it's what's what's in our hearts too. You know, like it's what in what's in our hearts. Like it's it's conscience sort of thing. Like, um, you know. Uh, there's all sorts of different beliefs, but uh, you know, God is the one that's going to be the judge, right? Yeah, the Creator. Um, can, yeah. can, I, can I finish my thought anyway? Because like, oh, it's, it's fine, but I, I, I didn't well, okay. finish. Um, what did what you just say? No, no, like it's it was back a few, like about a minute ago, or whatever. But it's I, like okay. basically, um, yeah, like I, I think that. You know, like, um, I, I think I've pretty much, um, like, sussed Carl out. I figured him out, and, like, like, you know, he, he, he speaks a lot of, like, metaphorical and literal, and, and people mistake when he's being literal and mistake when he's being metaphorical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, 
You know, if you're just going to go on the court and say, I'm a man, you know, I'm an idiot, well, then you're going to look like a fool, you know. <laughs> and, like, even if you just put that on your paperwork, you're still going to look like a fool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's basically trying to teach us, like, a, a deeper concept, you know, to, to be responsible with our contracts and, and grow up and not be administered as a minor no more, you know. I don't know. These are just my thoughts. I might be totally wrong. That that's my, that might well, not be what Andrew Carlin is going wrong, but I will. Yeah. No. Thank uh, you very. Thank you very much for your thoughts because you know everybody's thoughts are, are very very important because um, you know we could have a two hour conversation and there, and there might be a few points that that you express that that may help someone else. And 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 I agree with some things that you're saying too. You know, like um, you know, Carl may go into court, and um, you know things may work well for him. But you and I take that same information into court; it won't work well for us. We don't know exactly. um, whether a specific lawyer or or what a, the judge or whatever else. So it's it's all it's all a game. It's all a game. So what information we get from Carl. <laughs> doesn't mean his his information's perfect it doesn't mean his information is going to work for all of us and the information that I give you or Colin Derrick I know it's Colin's on hi Carlin Colin kiss hug um you know or I- anyone else that's on these calls it doesn't necessarily mean that all this information that that uh, you know everyone's giving is going to work we have to make it right. our own yeah, as well, as we know, we have to make it our own, and uh, we just work together, play together, have fun together, and uh, keep working on it, and talking about uh, you know experiences and stuff like that, and we'll get it together. You know, it's the same as talking about the Bible. You know, talking about God. You know, um, we'll get to know God. Uh, we'll get to know exactly what Jesus said, how to deal with things in court. Hey, you know what? I just read. From the the book, uh, the rules for radicals, on page fifty six, <laughs> it says the Russian allies certainly had God on their side. <laughs> really, really. After all, he was on ours, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> Okay. It's true, because if you, if you think about it, we were all created from God, right? So if the Russians had God on their side, then he was on our side, too. We're all created from God. Go ahead. Wait. No, no, that's okay. Hey, Sonia, you can I jump in? Yes. Hi, Colin. <laughs> Hi, my friend. Missed you. Missed you. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> if I can, um, you know, because I've done a lot of studying and struggling on this as well, uh, perhaps this interpretation will ring true for other people. And I heard one other person also say creator. The reason I use creator is because, well, for one thing, it's it kind of gets confirmed in the unanimous Declaration of Independence where it talks about the creator, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. And I think when you look up God, like, for instance, I know some people think that money is their God. When I was in court and I brought down that judge in front of the attorney and she was shaking and couldn't open her mouth, uh, <laughs> Um, it was really hilarious, but you know, I realized that I had just taken her God down. So I think God is is an intrinsic or relative thing, 
God is whatever you basically put your trust in or whatever you worship. And, and you know, some people put it in money. Some people put it in, in uh, you know, they, I've seen people go to church and they put it in their pastor. So to me, the term God is, is only relative to what you uh, put your trust in, let's put it that way, or your reverence in. Um, but to me, there are, in that sense, there are many gods, but there's only one creator. And, um, you know, so that's just, just my opinion on that. Um, I, I kind of want to get in and get out, so I'm going to share what I have, and then i got to get going. Um, I've been reading this book, which I mentioned before, which was um, Federal Jurisdiction, and I've also been helping on all these on a lot of these other cases, pretty serious stuff. Okay. Um, and I recently read a case where the court actually stated that the plaintiff was confusing, um, no, it was the defendant, excuse me, which was the banks. The banks, the defendants were confusing common law rights with the statutorial rights. And what they were actually saying was that the common law rights do not afford the same protections that the Constitution uh, or that the statute or that an, that an act does or that a 42-1983 does. Really? They were very clear about it. I went into some, a little bit of detail, not a lot. But I thought, hey, it's the first time I've seen that because most of the people I know that cling to uh, the common law concept, let's put it that way, seem to be believing that the common law is the end-all, beat-all, better than anything else out there. And yet here, um, clearly it was spoken and said, no, the common law right is far less than what the statute affords and what the uh, 42-1983 grants. Do you believe that? Well, absolutely. I'll tell you you why. Because when you look at it, it's just like people say, like today we got into an argument about terms. And I was asked, what kind of opening do I say? And I said, you know, uh, comes now Colin Derrick, man uh, uh, of the, and I put my full proper last name, family, uh, as one of the sovereign people uh, claiming all rights known and unknown, waiving none. Uh, requiring this court, oh, and I said, uh, uh, and then you can put in parentheses whatever you want. I say here and after, known as, or just simply here and after, um, I think I said in this case, plaintiff, because that was the particular case that I looked at where I was the plaintiff. Other times I'm the respondent, other times I'm the claimant. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Jules came back and go, well, the way you phrase it, you definitely were the plaintiff, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, no shit, idiot. That's exactly what I said I was, was a plaintiff. It's exactly what I meant to say. But if you look at it, it says, herein after known as or called by. It doesn't mean I am a plaintiff. It just means I'm going to be called a plaintiff. So, you know, people just keep, can't, you know, they keep wanting to throw more in there than what's in there. Um, the same exact thing is on this rescission thing, that the courts just sat there and, and, and did a complete turnaround on the rescission. They don't, they don't get it. When you go look at the statute itself, it clearly says the right of rescission is the moment that you send the notice, rescission is done. But then there's a section down in section four that says that part two and three, uh, the procedures of two and three can be altered by a court order. Well, that doesn't negate the requirements, it only the procedures. And in nowhere does it say in any of those that you have to have um, what's called, uh, you have to make payment or, um, what's it called, uh, um, 
what is the word? Um, I'm thinking tender. You have to tender rule. Okay. So what the court did is they said, oh, you have to have tender before you can do a rescission. Wrong. There's no provision whatsoever for a tender, only after the lender has returned the property, has returned all payments all uh, of any kind whatsoever, all payments and all property. And then it goes on after that. It says then if the uh, if and when the creditor returns all payments and all property, I mean, then the um, the uh, alleged borrower uh, can they call them the the uh, uh, not the cons- yeah the consumer excuse me not borrower consumer may by its choice either return the property or return or pay money and they shall uh, tender the property at the property or at their at their home address or they may tender payment at the they must tender payment at the office of the creditor. So then below it, it says that, that the courts can um, basically make a difference in the procedures. Well, clearly it doesn't mean that they can change and say, well, you can't do a rescission if you haven't done tender or you can't show that you have tender. It's complete, absolute garbage. And that's why... Well, um, I, I appreciate knowing that, Colin, because... I actually sent in uh, a form to the Children's Aid Society here in Ontario, uh, rescinding all signatures, any and all signatures, um, and I haven't I haven't got a response back from them, um, you know, about anything sort of thing. So this is kind of information. Thank you very much. That I'm kind of interested. Okay. I, well, I, what you're what you're doing is the common law right to rescind your signature off of anything, and you take full liability for doing it. So if you really do owe something, then they can come after you for that and any damages yeah. caused by you rescinding it. Yeah. But here, the point that I make exactly what I'm saying: you're rescinding your signature under TILA. If the lender has failed to perform, okay. uh, whatever that long list of things is. It's a done deal. They can't come after you. Right. Uh, in fact, it says it clearly that he owes nothing, not even interest, and that the lender must return everything that was given. <clears throat> and only after he does that, then he can require you to make payment. But once again, now they don't have a notary deed of trust. They can never foreclose on the property. They have 20 days in which to take possession of the property. So if you sit at your property after 20 days, and they don't take the property, guess what? You keep it. See, that's very different than the common law right yeah. to rescind, which says I'm rescinding my signature, and now I'm going to say, hey, you rescinded your signature, and it caused me all these problems, and I'm suing you for trouble damages because you caused me injury and damage as a result of you rescinding. That's very different. You must be dealing with uh, a lot <clears throat> of friends. And I see this many times where the statutes clearly state that uh, that it that it augments the common law uh, the common law right that it augments it and it even says it to to other parties it says no you guys misunderstanding this statute is subsidiary it adds to it doesn't take away the common law right and it is not restricted by the common law it is added to it is extra these are the the privileges that the state or the 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 United States, whichever it is, that's the reason why you, the people created it is because it adds to the common law right that is already there. It augments it. 
it's it's like putting icing on the cake, if you will, or whipped cream, you know? Yeah. We invented whipped cream to make things taste better. The common law is I have the right to eat the cake. And then the statute would be the icing on the cake. You have a right to the cake as well as the icing and the and the and the cherry and everything that goes on top of it. And I think that the reason I mention that is because I think statutes and codes and laws have been getting a bad rap only because they've been misused and misapplied upon the people. But when you take yeah. away the misuse and the misapplication, you begin to see how they're very beneficial, if you will, to the people in protecting our rights. After all, it's the United States, that big, huge monster known as the United States. That's the power that you wield because the United States guarantees these rights, the equal protections. And so when you when you figure out how to access that power, that's a very, very big stick. In well, common yeah, law, yeah. I've just got me and my abilities. So when you do a 42-1983 correctly, you're bringing the full force of the United States upon whoever the perpetrator is. And that's powerful. I also want to mention something else. I just read a Thank chapter. Thank you. You're welcome. I just read a chapter to clarify something. It was very important for me to find out because I was going back and forth. Do I want to exercise and exhaust and do I have to exhaust all the remedies in the state first before I can go to a federal? And then if I do the federal, do I you know, relinquish all of my state? Guess what I just found out? There's a whole chapter on it. It says, not, and there's case law as well, where they said, no, you can go and do a 42-1983 even at the same time you're doing a state action because they are separate rights. They are separate um, privileges. If you want to call it, let's just use privileges. It's a separate privilege. You have the right to have a cake with icing on it. You have a cake that, which you have the right to have sprinkles on it. You have the right to have uh, a cake um, with whipped cream on it. One does not <laughs> negate the other. And the other thing which was beautiful is it said you do not, it was very clear, you do not have to exhaust all of the state's remedies before doing a 42-1983. And that's hugely important to me because I wanted to make sure I did it right. So so I wanted to clarify that for people who did not know that, that it's a separate action, it's separate from the state action. In fact, um, in fact, it even warns you that you can have the state do a 42-1983 but once you do, if you believe the state is corrupted, you're stuck. You can't do another 42-1983 in the federal courts. So let's go back. Hey, you, no, hold on. Hold on let, me, let me comment on this. This is true what you just said, but it all depends on your citizenship claim as well. Just, just for anyone on there that's making a citizenship claim, you know, because, it, I mean, the 14th Amendment protects United States citizens, both state and federal. So... When you're you're dealing yeah with a state law yeah totally 1983 is possible right for U.S. citizens but not not necessarily for people of a different status. Go ahead after you, buddy. Okay, well let's go read the four, the 14th, which I don't need to read it because I know it by heart. No state, it's a prohibition first of all upon the states. It does not prohibit the people in any way, and you'll be very hard pressed to find any statute or law or code or constitutional requirement that regulates the people, okay? First of all, you, you just won't find it. It's a, re, it's a re restriction upon the state. It says, no state shall, okay? Right. But restriction yeah, on yeah, the yeah. state. No state shall make or enforce. So even if they don't make it or even okay. if they have made it, they shall not enforce it. Now, this goes back to the Jim Crow laws, which were not written down, 
and that they were being enforced anyway. No state shall make or enforce any law which abridges the privileges or immunities of the citizens uh, of the United States. That's your citizen part of the privileges and immunities. But the next paragraph says something else. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Now go back to the fifth, and it says the right of the people to be secure in their persons. That's plural. So you have persons, but you are not a person, but you have a persons or persons, and mm. those persons mm. are here. No state shall deny any person, uh, deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Now here's the kicker. Nor, it's a prohibition <laughs> again on the state, nor shall any state deprive any person of the equal protections of the law. Now, I use that quote against cops, and I go, so are you here to protect me or to screw me? And it stops them dead because they're like, uh, 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 uh. so if you're going to write me a ticket, you're clearly going to make me unhappy. You're clearly not going to be helping me out, and you're certainly not protecting me. But they always try. Some of them are clever. They go, well, we're here to protect the public. I said, well, where's the public and that needs to be protected? Where, where have I injured them? And they kind of go, well, uh, 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 that's why we have laws. I said, yes, you have laws for those that are engaged in commerce. Exactly. I'm one of the people that need to be protected by those people in commerce. See, and now they start to get it. Now you start educating. But I, I didn't want to go on that. Boy. Good job, dude. That just sounds good. Keep going. Right. So, <laughs> so knowing this, the 42-1983, which I'm now finally putting together having this, and I found one other beautiful piece, um, which I've been looking for on these foreclosures. Uh, I knew it before. It's article, excuse me, it's UCC, Uniform Commercial Code, which most states have adopted. Of course, it has to do with commerce, and that's why some of those people that were doing creditors in commerce got in jail. And I'm so glad. I mean, years and years and years ago, I don't know, what's eight years, six, eight years ago now, I kept saying something's not right. It doesn't fit. Just kept telling me it's not right. And, um, and, um, what for me was very simple. I'm not engaged in commerce. Why would I want to use commercial law? It's pretty much that simple. So, um, so, but they use it. So that's one of my arguments, which I'll make later on. But right now I want to address uh, UCC3, which is what they're using in these courts, invariably on these, um, on these foreclosures. These courts? Hold on. The, Hold on one second. Let me, when you said these courts, what do you mean by that? Almost every state court that's doing a foreclosure. Does that include municipal courts? Any court that is doing foreclosures. Okay. And any court, like in, in California, which is a non-judicial state, a, one of the people has to bring an action to stop or prevent or actually the only way you can really do that is wait for the foreclosure to have happened and then strike immediately and do what's called a wrongful foreclosure. That's really the only opening that they have. Or bring suit, which I would do, is bring suit against them um, for failure to perform uh, a condition precedent, which is to make a loan, which they never did. But that, I don't want to get into that. We've, I've done that a hundred times. Um, uh, so the UCC3, which is what they're using to call it a negotiable instrument. Okay, remember a negotiable instrument, just like person, is a title, just like jackass. You know, you can, we can call you jackass, but that doesn't mean you're a donkey with big floppy ears and a tail, okay? 
uh, father. Well, are you a father? Well, you say, Abba, Father, our Father who art in heaven. Well, you know. So in other words, it's a title. Just like lender is a title. It doesn't mean that they loan anything. It's just a title. Borrower. Are you really a borrower? You can't be a borrower. If you're the one who gave them the credit instrument, and then they're negotiating the credit of an instrument and giving you back change for your instrument. No. So clearly these are only titles and nothing more. And that's what we have to get our heads wrapped around. So under it, it's just like taxpayer is a, is a title. Just like when it, you get something in the mail, it says taxpayer. Or, for instance, here's a real good example of how they trick you. They would say, dear owner. Owner is defined as that the person who is responsible for maintaining the property, including the taxes. No, you have to say, I own the property, right, which is a fact, not calling yourself a title. I am the owner of the property because that's a title, and that makes you a taxpayer. You see how they work that? Okay, so under UCC3, um, which is... Well, you can't throw that. It's titled Negotiable Instruments. It clearly, and I've always said this for a long time, it clearly states at the very beginning that it is... I I just want some clarification. I'm sorry. Can you repeat your last statement before the negotiable instrument? Yeah, let me finish. Maybe you'll you'll answer the question, all right? Write it down. Write it down. So under the the (laughs) first thing, it says the definition of negotiable instrument is an unconditional promise to pay a fixed amount of money within a certain time. Wow. Now, there's a whole lot we could pick apart, but the part that I'm going for, which I never saw before, is it defines it as, it says, is defined as an instrument, here it is, an instrument that is payable upon the making or or delivery to the receiver. Once the party, whoever receives it, receives it, or upon it being made, it is payable upon demand. So get that through your head. Payable upon demand. Now, that is the definition, right? That's the very first requirement definition of number one that's in the definition of a, of a negotiable instrument. So clearly, none of these notes are payable upon demand. So I now have before I had just the, the general definition, it says the general definition is an un, uh, uh, what is it, uh, un, I just said it a minute ago, unconditional promise to pay. But now I have even stronger because number one says that it is payable upon demand, and none of them are. So I have basically what I call double prima facie evidence that these courts are misusing UCC3. Not that they're not misusing it anyway, because they're always talking about the signed in blank, blank signatures, and they don't, they completely misrepresent that. And I don't know if anyone wants to hear this, but the simple analogy is this. If something is signed in blank, it means that all it is is signed. The moment is, that's a non-special endorsement. When you create it, when the note was created, it'll always say, pay to the order of, and it'll have the name of the lender on there. Okay? That is called a special endorsement. Now, the note itself says that anyone, the lender or anyone who takes this note by transfer, which tells you that's the only way it can be taken, by the way, and is entitled to payments under the note, there's another preclusion or requirement. That constitutes a requirement, which, of course, uh, makes it a, non, um, a, uh, uh, a, a non-unconditional promise to make. It's clearly conditional. So that's another instance if you read the note. 
but they never do. So I'm just looking at just what they're willing to pay attention to, which is UCC3. So when you look at it, uh, the, the, it's not uh, um, payable upon demand. Now, when they do the signature stuff, they say that they turned it by signing it in blank, okay? They turned it into what's called a bare instrument. And UCC3 says that a bare instrument can be transferred by mere possession only. Now, this is what I do is I, I create a list. I kind of create this, this, this uh, timeline, and I see where it splits. It went from a special endorsement. Now it's into a uh, bare instrument, and they're saying that a bare instrument can be transferred by mere possession only. If that is true, they now have the requirement to show that they took possession of it, don't they? The second thing is, right. if it's turned into a bearer instrument, it must be bared. They never bear it, and uh-huh. they never can show that they took it uh, that they took it by possession because they don't have it in possession. So once again, they shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you will see that that is not true because they always put pay to the order of. That right there is a condition that consistently cons- that consists of a special endorsement and the fact can that I, they... can i interrupt you for one second no because i want to ask you how does this apply to the common law and how can we use this to make payments for goods and stuff without having to be so complex as common man we shouldn't have to learn all these intricacies how is everyone going to be able to apply this I can't tell you what to do with the information. I can teach you the rules and regulations of playing baseball. If you want to take baseball with all of its rules and its innuendos and all the stuff that they do and somehow create a new common baseball game where you don't have to pitch the ball, you don't have to stand on the mound, you don't have to have a baseball bat, you don't have to have a catcher's mitt, and it doesn't matter where you hit it and there's no lines, that's up to you. But I'm talking about the baseball mound, the baseball game, the baseball diamond, the pitcher, the catcher, the number of people, the uniforms you wear, and everything that goes along with baseball. Do it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. Go ahead. I I mean, I meant to, but I just wanted clarification. Let me explain something real fast. Do you believe common law is contract or contract is common law, that a man has the right to contract, yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. So is that a common law right? It's common law, yes, for people okay, to make agreements. Now, you and I have a that's contract. pretty much normal. If you and I have a contract and it's 40 pages long, can you then turn around, if you and I have agreed to it and signed to it, sit there 10 years later, sit there and go, you know what, I'm going to go with common law and I only want this thing to be two pages. I'm going to just ignore the other 38 pages. Can you do that? Can I do that to you? <laughs> no. That answers your question then, doesn't it? The devil is uh, in the detail, or as I say, the devil leaves out the detail. Those that wish right. to leave out the details, I mean, can you imagine if, if that happened when you're... I think, I think, okay, I think what you're saying is this, that when you make an agreement for the trade of property or anything for that matter, that instead of saying that you paid, you know, $50,000 for such and such, right, Say you paid $1 or $10 or $25 in silver or gold and other, you know, considerable things, other just considerations, right? Other amount, other things, right? What, how, what's the exact terminology? 
You know what I'm talking about. I do, but that's another subject. That's not what I'm talking about. It's a whole other subject. Well, in, in a way, you're, it is the same subject because you're 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 talking about a you know like making an agreement on on paper for the exchange of property. What I'm trying to explain to you is that you're going to beat them at their own game. That's what I'm explaining to you. At the bank. Yeah, you're beating the judges. You're beating the courts. You're beating the, the attorneys. It's never the bank who brings the foreclosure. It's always an attorney who's a third-party interloper. And go look it up if you don't know what it is. Somebody has no interest. No, They're not hired. They're not, they don't have any interest. They have no standing whatsoever. They have common law. They, they're nobody. They have no interest. They're nowhere to be found on the contract. And they're doing a foreclosure and they're getting away with it because of the collusion of the court. What I'm trying to share with you yeah. is how you can go after them, how you can catch them at their game and beat them at it, how I'm bringing a 42-1983, and I'm going cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Because I now have prima facie, which means on its face evidence, of the misuse, the, the absolute misuse at my detriment, the, because there is no provision under UCC3, which is what they're using against us, there is no provision for what it is that they're doing. In fact, on its face, they cannot do what they're doing. So now that I have two issues, one, the general definition of a negotiable instrument is an unconditional promise to pay. They might be able to get around that. That's why I was not real happy. But I was going to use it. But now that I've read it again, the same, believe it or not, the same statute I've read 100 times before, mm-hmm. and there it was in front of my face, and these are not long. We're not talking about 50 pages. The statute is only not even a paragraph long, okay? But it, and it clearly says that it is payable upon demand. And I never saw it before. I just, like, passed it over. Well, of course right. it's payable. But that is a legal term, payable upon demand. Now I went into the yes, next section of it. I went into a different section of it talking about the signature, how they're misusing and misapplying, as they will, to your detriment again, this business about the signature signed in blank that turns it into an a, uh, a, uh, instrument that is a, um, a um, bare instrument. And then I'm going, now I'm finishing up by saying that when they put pay to the order of, that is a special endorsement that is not finished. It is left blank, no different than if you have a money order or a check, and it says pay to the order of on it, and it is not filled in, they will not cash it. I'm done. That was it. That's all I wanted to share with people. So under the 42983, I shared that. I did the thing under UCC3, the particulars of that. And what I'm sharing is use their game. Find out what it is that they're supposed to do. Once you know what they're supposed to do, you can find out what they're not doing. They don't even know what they're supposed to do. That's why they're not doing it. Again, a manager, a man knows the law. A man will take the time to study the law. A man will manage his employees and his agents. And if you don't know how to sweep the floor, how can you possibly manage somebody else sweeping the floor? I can show you all the techniques of sweeping the floor the fastest, quickest, bestest way. How to sweep it, mop it, polish it, and and clean it. Because I've done it, and I've experimented, and I've got the best way of doing it. That's a man. A man gets his hands dirty. He goes out there and plants the garden himself. He doesn't sit there in an armchair and go, oh, well, look at what I read the other day, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I'm so, sharing with people. Frank, I love what you're saying. Everything you're saying is good knowledge. It's so powerful, very good stuff. 
can you bring it back around for me? Because I'm a dumb, a dimwit, right? I need to be taught. How, how does it relate to common law and what we've been taught that common law is with negotiable instruments? Well, the so first thing for me to like, in other words, in other words, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In one sense, if I write a negotiable instrument, let's say I have a, let's say I have a friend who has a property in New York. He writes, we have a, an agreement, a, you know, to, I'll pay him in two years or four years for the property. He's just going to sign it over to me, mm-hmm. right? I'll pay him. Mm-hmm. In the agreement, if I don't specify the type of payment it's going to be, it's going to basically be presumed by whoever it is you know, that looks at the case, if there's ever a case or whatever, that I was talking about dollars, you know, $1, $2, $3, all the way up to 50000 or 150000 right? But if I say silver, if I say, this, you know, this, this property, this agreement is for $25 in silver, right? Or silver certificate. And, and so, or silver or other just considerations, right? Something, something well, like that. Well, that's a different story. Just consideration. Let me explain that to people who don't know. And this I mean, is very hold on, hold on. Before you go into just consideration, law. that's a governmental thing. That's, that's, that has to do with governmental Oh, no, no, no. That's common but, law. Just consideration goes back to man. That's why he has to have just yes. consideration. Just consideration. So we agree. Okay. Man can never own anything. Nobody can ever technically own anything because we're here for a short time and then we die. Oh. So as a result of that, land and property can only because it's it's creators that gave it to us. It's technically already ours, but we have what's called uh, uh, um, exclusive rights to use. So what happens is when we believe that our creator gave it to us, and if you remember in Scripture, it talks about the amount that you can plow in one day. Excuse me. So what happens is, you believe that God gave you this land to do with it, whatever, blah, 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 whatever you want to do with it for your, for your enjoyment, your happiness, your use, and so on. At some point, you are going to give it to somebody else. You're, technically speaking, you are always transferring the exclusive use of that property and the rights therein to somebody else. Now, originally, money had very little or anything to do with it because pretend for a second, if you want to get back to what I believe you think common law is, is there's no money. It doesn't exist. So the only thing that exists is consideration. And only the reason for this is because only a man can give consideration. That's why it has to be in there. That's why when the banks do, they can't do for other good consideration. It's unlawful because they can't consider. A fiction cannot consider. And that's what really is the transfer. The money is incidental. That's why I keep trying to explain to people that they can't force you out of your property because the only thing that you put into the deed of trust was the monetary value, okay? That's only one of the values. You have the monetary value, you have the use value, like if you're in Oklahoma or other places, you might have oil, mineral rights, you might have water, if you're in Colorado, you might have uh, water rights. So you have all sorts of rights, you have air rights, you have all sorts of rights that come with that property. The, the monetary value is only one of them, okay? And that's the only thing that the banks... Uh, uh, are, are after. So you are saying for $50,000 and other good and uh, other good consideration. In other words, it can't be just 
you know, a crappy consideration. It has to be good consideration. So I wanted to show that a lot of people don't get that. That's very, very important. No, you are smart. But my question is, what's your education? How did you learn all this? Is it just from because you went into court and you and you filed and you learned the hard way, school of hard knocks, or did you sit down and study? Both. Both. Okay. I I own about thirty five properties, um, and uh, back in two thousand and eight, the alleged collapse happened. I used to be a oh, licensed real estate you own agent. Property. I okay. was I was a licensed real estate agent. I passed those tests. I was. <laughs> Uh, went and took uh, 24 credits a semester for five years in college on the GI Bill. I'd been in the military. I'd sailed around the world by the time I was 13. Um, my father was a physicist, worked in the space program. My mother was a chemist. Uh, I then started studying myself when I sent a letter to IndyMac Bank on three of my properties when I read that no bank is allowed to loan credit or loan their money or deposit money, and I wrote them a letter. So well, what did you loan me? And they foreclosed on three of my properties. Um, I've also been fighting the the tax sales on five properties that have been stolen Um, uh, uh, um, on probably, uh, yeah, five properties close to, I guess, about three-quarters of a million on on those, if not more. Just on the taxes, all sold for less than $1,000. That's impossible. That's that's depriving me the right of the equity of my property, isn't it? If I have a property worth $200,000, how the hell are you going to sell it for anything less than $200,000? Now that, when you go to the Constitution, it clearly states that no property shall be taken for public use and taxes. And I use this because clearly in the tax roll, it's, you, it, it lists down what the uses are for, schools, roads, this, that, and that's for the public, right? So clearly the property is being sold for public use, and it says clearly that no property shall be taken for public use without just compensation. Where's my just compensation? Just compensation, go look up the definition, does not mean right. what the equitable value is. It's what I determine and the value property, Right, and the property is not being taken for public use. Let's say they take your property because you didn't pay the back taxes, and then they sell it to a condo, you know, company, so they're going to make condominiums out of it. That's not public use. Just because you're, just because you're making, you, you sold it to someone who's going to make a condominium, how is that public use? That's still a private company. Well, let me explain to you why you want it to be you public You made a good use. point just now, dude. I'm just trying to give you kudos. Thank oh you. But let me explain to you why you want it to be public use. Because then it implements the rule that says that you cannot right. be taken without just compensation. So if they're giving you a couple thousand dollars for property that's worth a hundred thousand and the reason they're taking it for the thousand is because that thousand dollars that is being sold for is for the public use, then your property is being taken and sold for the public use. So now they have to give you just compensation. They have to give you not just the difference, but what you when you look up just compensation, it is what you, again, I just got through, you can talk about the monetary value, but you are being deprived of your right to use the property. What is that worth? I say it's worth, any right is worth a million dollars a day. Now, I can verify that under the Trazavent, T-R-E-V-A-N-T, Trazavent case, where the man was paid close to $900 a minute that he was unlawfully incarcerated because he was deprived of his right to freely to move about. And that particular case only had to do with his right to post bond instead of signing the ticket. He was guilty. He said he was guilty. He said that wasn't the issue. He said, I don't want to sign the ticket. I would rather post the bond. And the statute, Florida statute clearly said that he had a choice. 
Well, what they did is they took him to jail. They put him in jail for 20 minutes, and he was paid like uh, I think it was $18,000, which works out to about $900 a minute, which if you multiply the time today, that's a million dollars a day. So, damn, that's what I was saying. Then any right is worth a million dollars a day. So if they're depriving me of the use of my property, uh, it's a million dollars a day that they're depriving me of the use of my property, whether they paid me for it I fucking love this guy. Yo, Aries, Aries, this guy is on fucking point, man. I swear. Everyone else that's listening should pay attention to what this guy just said. Seriously, this guy is on point. Thank you, sir. I'm in because I did the same thing. I did the same thing literally. I demanded $30,000 per hour for every hour that I was being held in the hospital against my will, right, without a legal determination being made. So their, their job was to make a legal determination, so I agreed with them, okay, fine, you can make your legal determination, but for every hour that I'm here before you make it, I want such and such amount. And they let me out in 10 minutes. I was gone from that place, and the whole thing started because I tried to make a citizen's arrest, but that's, that's something else. But the point I'm trying to make is that, wow, 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 common law claims for money value for your time and energy. That's, I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff you're, you're saying. Is this call being recorded? Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah, and it's all verifiable, and it's all within the laws and statutes, and here's what I keep trying to explain yeah. to people. These are the laws, the statutes, the codes that they are subject to. That's why you can hold them accountable to them. That's why I always ask him a question. Does it not say da-da-da-da-da? Jesus said the same thing. Does it not say da-da-da-da-da? And he waited for them to answer it. That's how you box them in. Does it not say that there shall be just compensation anytime property is taken for public use? And then I say, is, does the bill not, is this the bill? They go, yes, I verify this is the bill. It says right here, right there, it's being used for schools, 80% for schools, 20% for this, 10% for that, 5% for that, 2% for this. I say, are not those all public activities, uses by the public? They go, yes. So then the property is being sold, and the proceeds from that sale is being used for the public. Is that correct? Yes. So the property is being sold in its entirety, <clears throat> excuse me, for the, for the public use. Well, uh, or, uh, yes. Well, there you go. Where's my just compensation? And then I go look up the definition of just compensation. That means whatever I say it's worth, because I'm being deprived of a right. There's one thing you can charge for a service. The other is charging for a deprivation of a right. I can charge a reasonable amount, like a lawyer charges by the minute or, or by the hour. I can charge the same thing. As a mechanic, I can charge a certain amount per hour. But when you deprive me of a right, now I charge an awful lot more because it's not a charge. It is actually a penalty upon them. And this is the beauty of that of 42-1983. You not only make your claims, which is your actual damages, but you also have a thing called penal or penalty damages. That's the beauty about a 42-1983. If you do a RICO, you can't do that. You can only charge for your, for your time and effort and your energy. You get trouble damages on whatever your actual damages are, and, you're, and you get paid for your time and trouble. But under a deprivation of rights suit, you now have the opportunity, and I actually have two or three pages or more, maybe probably five pages, laying out what the purpose of penalty damages are. A penalty is designed specifically to dissuade anyone from doing it ever again. Therefore, if the state is making $5 billion on taxing property unlawfully, 
a penalty that would make them stop going, it would be starting at $5 billion, wouldn't it? Because if it's anything less than that, it's just, oh, well, the cost of doing business. And anybody will tell you, if you're making a profit, you're making a profit. So as long as they're still allowed to make $5 billion and we're only charging 400000 penalty, it's not going to dissuade them. So this is why I focus so much time on researching case law and showing really big time what a penalty is for. It's to dissuade them from doing it and anybody ever doing it again. So to penalize them, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars or even a couple million dollars when they're making billions of dollars isn't sufficient. But I know they're not going to give me the billions of dollars, so I'm now trying to arrange a way that those billions of dollars still can be charged against them, but it will be put to public use. So that's kind of what I'm putting together now so that it will, when the jury sees this or when they see it, either one, I don't think it will ever get to a jury because they'll settle out of court, I'm sure that it will be so profound that there's no place for them to go. They can't argue. They can't say, oh, you're being greedy and you want too much. No, I just want my damages, and I want a little bit of the penalty. I'll take 10% of the penalty damage, but the rest of it, the, the bulk of it, I want it to go to this, 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 and this, give it back to the people that you've stolen it from over these years. And I want it to go to education so that people will learn the Constitution, learn the laws from the very beginning. If the only reason this is difficult is because we didn't learn it from the very beginning. When you're a kid, you learn how to play baseball, you know? I mean, when I was in school, I didn't know the first thing about the soccer rules. We went and played on a varsity team because the varsity team stayed on holiday. So we just said, well, screw it. We're, we're, not gonna, we're just at least going to go and have fun. And we were playing, <clears throat> we were playing, what was it, Army, I think it was. We were playing Army, and it had rained like crap. We were in like three feet of mud down in this bowl. And we were offsides all the time. We didn't understand what offsides is. You know, you kick the ball, you get in front of the ball, the ball's in front. I don't know. I didn't understand it. We were constantly getting called offsides. Constantly things were happening. But here's what was interesting about that. Because they were used to dribbling the ball on dry grass or hard ground, when they got into this mud, they weren't able to do it. We had never played soccer before. before. So we were much quicker to adapt to the situation. And when we finally stopped going offsides, we actually won the game for the varsity team. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it a point that even if you're a late comer, given the situation, you can look around you and adapt to the situation. Like I said, sometimes I'll be a plaintiff. Sometimes I'll be the respondent. Sometimes I'll be the claimant. I'm always going to be the man, but I don't make a big deal of it. I just say, comes now, call him Derek, man, of the da-da-da uh, family. Sometimes I'll put clan on there. Um, um um, claiming all rights, known and unknown, uh, waiving none. That's the most important part to me. And then requesting the assistance of this court uh, to, to protect my rights and, and, uh, and, and interest in the case capture. So I've now created the contract. Short, sweet, to the point. Now let's move on. Here's the opening part of the, here's the background. You know, this is what happened. I bought the property for my own private use. It's not using any commercial activities, da 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 uh, here's the definition of what a taxpayer is. Here's what the definition of person is under code. Uh, there's no evidence that, I, that there's any application. Uh, here is a letter of non-existence from the Secretary of State. So this all uppercase name doesn't exist. It's not registered Secretary of State. There's no application with that name, no signature on it. So And there's nobody who signed anything saying that uh, who could verify that any business activity was engaged in at this property. So what do you got? 
And they just kind of sit there and look at you stupid, you know? So, yeah, it's a combination of studying my ass off, reading and, and reading and reading and studying, and then reading a lot of case law to see how they look at it uh, in different cases, and reading some more, and then going into court many, many, many times, and then helping many, many other people in other states and even other countries. And it's it, and you know you see I see patterns I see patterns arising, and I'm always looking for something that will boil down to the what I call the essence. And I you know to me you're always looking for the short. I'm looking for the essence. What is common to all of them? Well, what I've discovered is it's common to everything they do is a violation of 18 U.S.C. 471 to 474, which is uttering and passing of counterfeit instruments. Uttering and passing means that you are pretending like this instrument has value and is counterfeit. When that cop writes you a ticket on the side of the road, he has created an instrument, he has kidnapped you, he has caused you to sign something in exchange for your release, correct? That is the definition of kidnapping, and I can show you the definition. I put that down there. That when you, uh, when you are arrested, the term arrest, arrest means where your motion or movement, freedom of movement or ability to stay in one place has been materially affected either by force or the threat of force. Where is that, Colin? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I can send it to you. It's right in the definitions. I'll, I'll, if you want, send me an email at truthmonger, T-R-U-T-H-M-O-N-G-E-R, and ask me to send you that specific, that specific one. Which one, Truthmonger 2 or Truthmonger 6? 6, 6, Truthmonger 6. Everything's Truthmonger 6 now. I did the PayPal thing on Truthmonger 6. No more, you don't need 2 anymore. Everything's done Truthmonger 6, all consistent, making it easy. Um, Okay. Yeah, just tell me exactly what you want me to send you. If you want me to send you, I have the full, full, uh, what do you call it, Um, transcript of the Trazovic case. Now, that was terribly done. It was absolutely horrible. It's like a quad did it, but he had all the elements necessary, and he slowly plotted along, and he used all of the discovery, particularly now, the... Just those, huh? those, rules talk, those rules that you talked, are they, are they applicable worldwide in every court? Um, I would... Yeah. In this particular, yes, arrest is considered arrest. Arrest is when your movement has been substantially restricted or your freedom of movement has been substantially restricted. You are arrested. If you look at an aircraft carrier, those cables going across that catch the, the hooks of the aircraft that land, they're called arresting gear. That's what people right. don't understand. Okay? So it's a different... Okay. A different, okay? Just, just quickly, mm-hmm. the, reason, the reason I ask is um, I was threatened the other night that if I didn't hand over my driver's license ID, um, I would not get a refund. And um, you would not get what? A refund, you know, will not get my money back if I didn't hand it over, which he actually, he took my driver's license number, he wrote it down and he had me sign for it and I put NA in front of my name. Um, and, and, then he, and it's actually in their policy in, in Spotlight's policy, that they don't use government identifiers as ID of individuals. Perfect. <clears throat> so you sounds to me like you have a good shoot there. Oh, um, I, I, I gave them a remedy and I said, this is what I want done. 
or, well, I've actually rung up Spotlight Head Office and I said, why is the manager demanding this when it's in your own policy that you do not do this? And Norman, the head office nearly crapped herself. She said, oh, 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 it is too. Um, just let me get the manager, Josh, on the phone. And he refused to speak to me. He just went, no, no, I'm not talking to you. But I got him. I said, but Josh, I said, you collect those driver's license numbers as a form of ID, don't you? And he went, correct. And I went, thank you. That's all I need to know. And he said, I have forwarded what you wrote onto our legal department. And I just went, well, that's wonderful. This is great. Right. And see, here's the thing. <clears throat> um, that's why whatever you hear me trying to share with people, I'm sharing with you um, actually how to literally go into battle and win the battle because to me, uh, you know, I've I've won a lot of stuff by by uh, bullshit and, and blah, you know, scare tactics and crazy stuff. But anyone who knows me uh, and pushes me to the point, I'm ready. Uh, I'll stand in front of, I've done it before, people with knives and guns. I said, I'm ready to die or you because I guarantee if you don't kill me instantaneously, I'm going to rip your throat out, Okay. And you're going to die a slow death. I'm going to die, you know, I might die a slow death or a fast death. So you've got to be willing to put your life on the line at some point. But what does that mean? You've got to be willing to go into battle, not empty threats. People make empty threats all the time, and they know it. What I like now is a new way. Get so good at doing a suit and filing the suit that you don't even want to threaten them. You just want to smile and go, thank you very much. Let me get some more information to make it easier on me so I don't have to do any affidavits or anything. Let me get my witness here. Okay, fine. Let me get the recording here. Let me get it transcribed. Fantastic. Thank you. In fact, you know, let me get it in writing. It's a lot easier, idiot. You know, it's like, oh, here's this document. Here's this document. Here's piece of evidence. Piece of evidence. Well, what do you say? Well, I'm suing for this much. Okay, what's the judge going to do? Well, I kind of got you. You know, everything you said is great stuff, but it really, if if and I hear this in myself from years back, oh, I was full of bravado. What makes a lot more sense is to sit there and say, you know, I know how to fill out the forms. I know how to file a claim. And I know how to go into court and present the evidence with my paperwork. And and there it is and make it stick. And, I, do not uh, know how, I do not know how to do that. That is, the, that is the element that I am missing. And you know what's funny? Everybody's scared of it. You know why? Because we're always going in there as the defendants getting our asses handed to us. When you turn the tables on a man, it's a whole different feeling. It's a whole different system. You find yeah, out. Well, hmm. this is this is what I've got to learn. Otherwise, all, all this stuff that I'm learning is just <laughs> not going to have any. It's it's just going to be just blowing in the wind unless I can get that down. Well, the key is this: <clears throat> start with small claims courts, no attorneys, um, and and keep it simple. Just the fact that you know you rec you said. No, I don't want to give you that as my identification. He required it, and here's their policy. I resisted as much as I possibly could, but I felt very threatened and intimidated, and I felt that I had no choice, and therefore I was the same thing as here's the definition of kidnap. Uh, basically, it was the same thing that my property was, had been kidnapped and until I provided that which he wanted in order to get it back. Um, this is what the law says. Uh, I'm not asking for very much, but I just, you know, this is what I want is just compensation. And I don't know what the law says, uh, uh, Your Honor, Judge, whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> That's when I will call them, Your Honor, when I want something from them. And I'd say, uh, but, um, you know, I think that there needs to be something done to correct this, this here, perhaps 
a uh, I, I need to, and then I suggest perhaps I need to file a suit to have their corporate charter pulled, mm. and you kind of ask it that way. And that's how you use the courts to your advantage because the judge will do something sometimes when they're clearly out of hand doing something like that, and you'll get paid. And you do it for some small amounts. You get practice in it. You feel better. You feel comfortable. Go in there many times. Make it, As one guy said, I make that court my home a week before I go in there. Now, I'm really bad, and I don't do it because I don't like being the unlawful search and seizure they do. But when I have this federal case coming up, you bet your ass I'm going in there every day, and I'm going to be sitting in court. I'm going to, make, I'm going to get to know the bailiffs. I'm going to get to know everybody in that court so they think I'm one of them. You bet your ass because I want to win that badly. And we're talking about okay. a lot of money here. This yeah. is like anything else. If, you know, if, if, I don't know if you've ever watched people in professional sports, but the first time that these guys, these, they call them newbies for a reason. These guys have played, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, even high school or even college, but then they get into this big stadium and they get so overwhelmed and they become fumble fingers. So it happens to everybody, stage fright, whatever you want to call it. It's normal. And the only way to do that is to do your homework so well that you know it so well that you that you know that you can't be flustered. You know, I don't know if you've ever done any stage acting or not, but when you're on stage and you got dialogue you've got to say, you know, it's really hard on comedians. You got a heckler, oh shut up, you don't know what you're talking about, you suck. It can really throw you off your game. And that's why you can tell somebody's really good is that they go, Really? That's not what your mom said last night you know. Um that there's your comeback and then you get the audience on your side. It's kind of a lot like that. To be honest with you, it really is. It's a lot like that. You're you're putting on a show here, and you want to get that judge and everybody on your side, and that means that you can't come off with some crazy-sounding stuff. I'm not saying it's wrong. What I'm saying is you don't want to alienate your audience. I man this, and I man that, I man... They're like, what What are you talking about? Just say it one time. I'm a man. You can call me the plaintiff in this case. You can call me the the uh, the, the claimant here. You know? That's it. It's not a big deal. You put it on the paper. It's all that's necessary. It's all about the elements of the case. Do you have the elements necessary? Can you prove your case? Make your claim. Think about that term. Make your claim. What is your claim? Yeah, I, I can prove the case because it's in their policy. Then do it. Just do it and have fun doing it, hon, because it would change your whole attitude. And what you do, something I, spiritually learning, I'll just share this with you because I know you'll get this. Uh, I listened to this tape, and it was really, really powerful. He said, instead of imagining or picturing you winning, he says, go to the next level. Picture what you're going to feel like when you win. What is that feeling? Grasp that feeling and, and manifest that feeling. It's amazing. It really works. I forget to do it, but when I do do it, it is amazing. Okay, no, see, I'm just, I'm like, you know, how do I fill out the, the claim form properly? It's just, it's just, just a form. It's like anything else. It's just a form. It's just, uh, I'm yeah, gonna... but if it's, if, it's, if it's a small claims form, it's actually on their paper, isn't it? Or yeah. I can fill out my own. Yeah. You know, on, their, on their papers. If you go to the court and you ask them, hey, I want to do a small claims, can you, uh, help me out. Do you have forms? Where can I go? Where can I study it? And always go to your, your law library, which is in the courthouse. Almost all of them have a law library. And you go, I'm telling you, the most powerful uh, tool you have is that librarian because they're basically non-biased 
and they will show you where you can find it for yourself in the law and read it for yourself, and you can copy it, bring your camera, take pictures of it. And you'll get, read case law. Don't be shy of case law. Case law tells you what to expect from them. And it's also right. the binding case law. They're bound by it. And we can access that. I, I've, I've, been, I've been asking people about can the public access that law library that's actually at the courthouse. And um, I haven't really got a good answer, but I'm sure we must be able to. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. When you go to the courthouse, you just walk into the library, go up to the library and say, hey, I'm looking for this subject, that subject, the other subject. And uh, even though I had, for instance, this this business, I had one in Virginia, and they were saying that I could not uh, counsel. I could not be counsel. And they said, oh, that's practicing law without a license. And, and I went through all the stuff that they gave me, but guess what? I was able to sift through all the stuff they found, and I found a specific place where it said, other than uh, that you couldn't practice law, but you could present the facts. And I said, okay, there you go. I'm here to present the facts. <laughs> the difference is, what I found out what the difference is, for those people who don't know, an attorney is considered an officer of the court, and he can make conclusions of laws. You can't. But anyone can be a presenter of facts. So if you keep yourself to the presenter of facts and not any conclusions of law, you're going to win your case. Okay, presenter of facts. Thank you. Do you have like do you have a piece of paper that I can actually look at to to see how it all you know how how it actually runs? How best know? thing to do best thing to do is go to um, uh, what's it called? Um, scribed S C R I B E D scribed scribed S C R I B E D and see if you can find something for your local area or something in, at least that comes under your that type of jurisdiction that you're in. And go down to the courthouse and ask them. I guarantee they have forms for people who do small claims. And they even have a booklet. When I went to the one in Virginia, they had like three booklets and a form, how to fill it out, what to do, da-da-da, that I explained it so on. You can go on the, on the Internet and find out what the court rules are. There's, there's so much information you can do. But wouldn't you, you know, if you're going to play a Monopoly game, let's say you're going to play Monopoly. I don't know if anyone's ever played that game before. Is that pretty familiar to you? I've heard of it. I have played it ages ago. All right, name a game, name a game that you used to play when you were a kid, a, a good, a semi-complicated game that you would consider. Canasta, I thought was a complicated game. Bridge. Uh, Uno. Uno. Huh? Uno. Uno. All right. Uno work. Now, suppose that you're going to play Uno for $100 a hand. How hard would you study and practice and play with your friends Uno before you went to that game to win $100 a hand? Uh, I was pretty good at it because I knew the rules. There you go. And you practiced, didn't you? Yep. And how many people play pool and go to a tournament and never play pool before? You have to learn how to do the stick. You learn how to stroke. You learn how to line it up. You learn how to do your bank shots. You learn how to hit with English. Where the where the cue ball always? Oh, it's the game is all about where the cue ball ends up. And that's what I discovered a long time. I used to go in and I'd be I could drink beer all night long or be half drunk and I could beat the crap out of people because I knew how to position the cue ball. And I'd frustrate. I'd never make any of my balls. I didn't want to make any of my balls. My balls were getting in their way. Why would I want to make any of my balls? I'd frustrate the crap out of it. Once I had them frustrated, it was ding, 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 ding. See you later. Have a nice night. Next. 
Everything requires practice, and you've got to have a strategy, strategy, strategy. A small claims court is very little strategy other than I'm going to present the evidence in this order. I'm going to present the most profound thing, the thing that's going to get their attention first. I used to do it backwards because I was always that way. I always waited. I was, you know, when I had a plate, I would eat the best thing last. I would always save the best thing for last. Well, I've learned in law, you want to do the opposite. You want to get there. It's like a book. You want to get their attention with a title. You want to get their interest, and you want to get them on your side within the first three words. That's really what it's all about. Because if you can get them in the first three words, hey, the statute says this, and they require me to do that. They're in violation. Boom. And then you give the details. That's why then it goes into more detail later on. But as one person said, you will be remembered, and the newspaper will print, and the court will read what is in your first paragraph of your presentment. It's called your, your, either your history or your background. That's, what, that's what's going to be put in the news. That's what's going to sway the public. That's what's going to sway the court. And that's what everything is going to be banking on. So <laughs> if you miss that, you missed out. Does that make sense? Yep, first paragraph, okay, is the drop bomb. Yep. Well, I am being shown the clock, and my time is up. I hope I've been helpful tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome, darling. You've got my email, guys, so just send it out ask for what you want. Talk to you later, and blessings, everybody. Thank you.
Well, everybody just be quiet. Hey, Ruddy, how are you? I am good. Well, I, um, I've i got an incident here, and um, I actually rang up a friend of mine the other day, and I was telling her about it, and she went, hmm. She said, I'm interested in the fight you're having, Janine. She said, uh, I'm going to do my own research and get back to you. So, <laughs> I, you know, and um, yep, she's she's found out through that, you know, that this incident, you know, all their policies state that you what you can and can't do, and I'm totally in the right and everything. And um, she rang up the A Triple C, which is, you know, uh, they businesses must operate under A Triple C rules here. And uh, she was speaking to <laughs> she was speaking to the man there, and he goes, "Oh, uh, what's what's the company's name, and who are you referring to?" She went, "No, no, no, no." She said, "I'm not going to tell you." She said, "I'm going to go see this guy myself." She said, "My friend might be small," she said, "but I'm built like a brick shit house, so I'm going to see how he has to deal with me." <laughs> I'm like, "Ooh, skitcher." <laughs> She's quite funny. She loves. She loves. She loves just taking on bullied people who are bullies. You tell the story earlier where the guy admitted that's her. That's his policy. Yeah, he actually admitted. Yeah, that it was in the policy. Yeah. And he admitted it to his own department that says otherwise. Oh, it's in their policy that they cannot do it. They do not do it. He he actually claimed that it's 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 a way of identifying people and that's what they do. But it's in their own policy. They do not do that. Word for word, it's it's in there. It's got uh, use of government identifiers. I'll I'll actually bring it up. Hang on, I'll go get it and read it word for word. Well, I don't know if it's off topic, but I've been outside. We got this thing that looks like a tennis racket. It's a bug zapper, battery powered, and you can just sit it there, and the flies will get on it, and you can just push that little button, and it's absolutely pretty cool. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, you can kind of you can kind of swat them while they're in flight, but it's hard to do. Is yours like an orange color? Absolutely, with just wires going left to right. Yeah, you you must have the same one I have. Hey, what what was that? Um, what was that scribe um, website Colin was mentioning? S C R I B E D. There's another yeah, one. Yeah, no. It's called Google Dash Collar. Yeah, yeah, I know about that one. But like, what, like. 
is described as that where you well, like what is it like is it where you get case law or what, something? Well, he made it a sound as stuff might be some stuff in your area to search, you search for what happened in your area. See what the common uh, theme okay. is. Yeah, all I gathered. I was listening offline, and uh, it looks like we lost Donaldson. Uh, it was a bit of a wild night the other night. Yeah, someone could out talk him. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody have any victories or anything they want to suggest or bring up? No. I think Face One is on the call. I can't see the board. Anything you would like to mention, Face? One on one, you've been quiet. What's happening in your world? Any any victories, or I'm a man, or whatever? No, definitely no. I'm a man, victory. But you are a man, right? Well, I mean, what do you think? Well, I can't, I can't judge that. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Jeffrey? He's been all over YouTube. I haven't seen him on the chat boards. Uh, is he doing more YouTube videos? Yeah, he did a couple more about Carl. What is there to do about Carl? Uh, another traffic or the the final on that uh, failure to obey road sign or something that Carl had a, a few weeks back or something that he called it to appeal. Got uh, found guilty, or whatever. And then uh, another one with his, his that uh, federal case. Um, Carl did about you know, getting his kids back. I guess recently, Carl or Jeffrey had a recording of Carl talking to a CPS agent or the the state, you know, the, the state agency that took his kids or whatever, and. Carl said he didn't, they don't have a contract, all this stuff, and the lady pulled up his file off of a, off of a, the internet and read it back to him on the air, like on the call. And Jeffrey was like, saying, Carl, are you stupid? Why would you do that? I don't understand what's going on with you, Carl. Blah, blah, blah. Someone posted on the chat, his call ID is showing a 44-minute CPS call. Uh, Carl's 127-469. It was posted the 25th of this month. Okay, yeah, that's just we said it was recently posted on Carl's shoe. So I guess that's where he got it. But why would Carl still be digging into that? I don't know. Hey, let me ask you a question. Does someone violate your rights if you consent to be governed? Can they? Sure. 
even if you consent, there's you don't consent to everything. You know, you don't consent to having poop thrown in your face, let's say. You know what I mean? You just you consent to a very strict, specific set of obligations or duties, and the reciprocal is equal too. So whoever you're consenting to also has obligations and duties, right? Well, well, let me ask you this way: like, let's say your kingdom or realm is like a thousand square miles in Texas, okay? Can I come? Can I come to you and ask you for a a license to 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 operate in your area, okay? Yeah. And then one of your officers pulls me over, even though I may not be driving at the time. The only license I have is the one you granted me to, that I would agree to abide by your kingdom, you know, your realm. So doesn't that kind of grant consent? Uh, if you, <clears throat> if the officer pulls you over just to make, just to keep the highway safe and check who's using it, and you offer that license as a form of identification and status, it's going to be presumed that you are at that time engaging in that consented activity. And it, it, you can go to court and debate it if you want, but the overwhelming presumption, I believe, is, uh, you know, kind of stands because nobody forced you to use that specific form of ID. Yeah, I was thinking if I had to grant a bunch of people permission to use, you know, to behave in my home a certain way, you know, they agree to behave. They want a license, you know, just so I can know who they are, that I've got, a like, an interest with them. And if they didn't show it or they just wanted to act a fool on that license, that would be very uh, disrespectful to my kingdom, you know. So, like, like this whole identification thing, like, you know, it's, it's, it's dishonorable to, you know, try and, like, you know, try and hide yourself from a government <clears throat> because, like, you know, they got a they got the the bird like just just loosely speaking, but like they got the the burden of um, you know the preservation of the whole, you know, being society. So they have to have some sort of identification. Or, you know, as you you guys say all the time, like like record to go by, um to you know, to identify who each person is. Or, you know, man, woman, whatever. To to a certain extent, right? I mean, <clears throat> if um I think I'm, if I'm born on this land, I'm free to roam about and, and take, do my private business. Um, unfortunately, there is something called the public, which is uh, superimposed on all of our little private lives. And so yeah. it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we're engaged in any public activity that is, requires a license. However, um, if, if a kind peace officer uh, maybe has a, a suspicion that, someone might be doing something that they're they should be licensed for just to keep keep the keep the the folks who are regulated in check 
And so if I get checked every once in a while, once a year, you know, once every two years, I get stopped. It's not a big hassle for me. Uh, but the only thing is, I don't have to present any form of picture ID. But like you said, it is kind of honorable to say, hey, my name is this, such and such. Uh, please, you know, go ahead and look it up in your computer. See if I'm one of the regulated entities that you are tasked with uh, controlling out here on these dangerous highways. And uh, if I'm not and I haven't committed a crime, there's no report, warrant, or you didn't basically see me do something, um, you know, we'll both just go about our ways and have a nice day. Appreciate it. I I thought once it was confirmed I was Caucasian that that would be my, you know, get out of any problems. But it didn't work. It did not work. <laughs> What is Caucasian? Caucasian? Being Caucasian yeah. does, not, does not give you any extra rights, I can tell you that. Or any extra inches. Wait. Yeah. Oh! I don't know if I'd want to identify as that Caucasian. I don't know. I, I haven't looked into that. Yeah, there's there if if they if you get stopped and you own the only ID you have is vocal invoice your name hey officer here's my name go ahead and run it spell it for him right whatever uh, and if there's still some sort of suspicion like well you might be an, a, a foreigner an illegal immigrant or some crap you you have plenty of witnesses you have plenty of witnesses who live on this land also that will vouch for you that override that officer's suspicion in a second. You got brothers, sisters, family, coworkers, people that can vouch for you. So, you know, some people might say, "Oh, well, you, you know, you need ID, so that we know, we know, we know who you are." No, I have witnesses. What do you have, officer? You know, you you just have your uh, belief that maybe I'm some sort of alien, but um, I could prove in about two seconds that I'm not. So, unless I've committed a crime, let's let's both enjoy our lives. And, you go this way, I'll go that way. That's why, um, you know, like Carl says, like, you know, you still, you still got to be a part of a society. You can't, you know, just go, go it alone, you know, because you got to have, you know, a society, you know, of your peers to, you know, vouch for you. And, um, I know, dude, yeah. like, if you're sick, and you're the only one around, you know. Who's going to bring you some uh, chicken noodle soup and stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm saying, we, we need we need each other is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was agreeing with you, often. Yeah, I think people need... We don't, I don't necessarily owe a duty. Uh, Carl was kind of into, like, the social obligation. You owe a duty to your fellow man. Not, not in the strict sense of duty, but morally, let's say in the religious sense. Um, you know, we were, we were to lend a hand, right? We're, we're raised, a lot of us were raised with that moral, ethical position of, of helping your fellow man, but there is no... I mean, there's nothing that binds you to another man lawfully, but religiously, because, you know, it depends on your belief. 
What? Um. What's 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 your guys stand on this? It's not really a stand, but um, you know, like man's law and 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 natural law and and stuff. I I don't quite know what I'm asking, but I gotta go eat soon. <laughs> Is there is there any reason to have uh Roddy your question about driving through my kingdom or or moving through my kingdom and you ask for permission? Is there any reason why you would ask me for permission? License permission or, or is there Yeah. If you're uh, have a, if I'm doing a regulated activity and want you to protect me, I guess, maybe. Yeah, if you're not, then would it be equally as honorable to find out who the boss is of my area? So basically, you, you come to find yeah. me. And say, hey, what's up, man? You got a beautiful place here. Just want to let you know I'll be moving in about and kind of enjoying the life over here and you know contributing to the uh, economic society here. Basically, buying stuff. And uh, but but I won't be doing anything that you consider regulated, such as selling. And you'll be like, okay, if you're not going to be doing regulated activity, you better not cause harm or disturb the peace, and you're good to go. That's right. And thanks for stopping by and let me know who you are and have a good day. Yeah, and that's where I think these um. These, you know, sovereign citizen wannabes and 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 free men on the land people, they, you know, they get they get frustrated because, you know, they they think that there's only like two options, like either accept, you know, a driver's license and be regulated under that contract, or you um, try and go like break away from that and and do it. Like basically wage war with the state as a free man, which is gonna you know instantly be classed as dishonorable, and you know they and to go they try to go private, but I, I guess there's got to be you know an amount of disclosure to to play the private game. The whole vouching thing, I guess. I don't know. I've got no practice in this. I'm just all philosophy at the moment. If 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 we are kings on this land, like like we're in we're in America, right? And all of America is mine. It belongs to me. It's granted to me by by God or whatever. But at the same time, all of America is Roddy's. And all of America is whoever else is on this call. So, collectively, we empower a set of offices, not people, not men, a set of offices to protect this land from outsiders, because it's our beautiful land, full of resources and wealth and freedom and prosperity and blah, blah, blah. So in order to protect this land, we collectively uh, agree, consent to 
a government, which, which is a set of offices, to protect it. Now, there are folks who hold positions within those offices, and, um, but they're not out to get you and me. They, they do understand who, who this land belongs to when presented, right? And so they, the sovereign citizens, patriot guys, whatever, they, they get angry and they, they want to destroy those offices and destroy the system in uh, in private. Well, no, you're already private. This is all your land. The, the point is, though, you must recognize that um, the only thing you can't do is hurt anyone else because it's also their land. You know. And so I, I'm just getting. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's just you know, shared state, and um, you know, the foundation, you know, the the, the bare bones of the system needs to be all one, you know, all agreed upon, you know, and it's it's pretty just, it's it's basic common sense, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Really cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I give a lot of praise to Carl because he's um, enlightened me on a lot of, like, basically just common sense facts, you know. You know, it's, it's like, you know, it's all contract and it's all, like, if I don't understand something within that contract, you know, I ask for clarification and then... You know, and if I still don't, if I express that I still don't understand it, then, you know, it's it can't be a contract then. Well, I wouldn't say it's all contract dealing with the, the government system, dealing with the uh, public sector businesses. I think that would be considered a form of contract. Uh, but when you deal with a government, like let's say a license, it's, it's more of your word, your bond. I sign my name here, and I promise to follow all these rules in return for limited liability and protection. Thank you very much. And they, the, the system inherently it just agrees. It cannot say yes or no. It's just taking your word for it. So if we all put our word down on the end of that piece of paper and say we promise and then we get stopped and held liable for that license and the duty that we, we promised that we would follow, you can't go into a court and be like, well, now I don't, I don't promise, you know? I mean, how, how rude and dishonorable is that? Yeah, this is why every reference, I think, words are important in court, but they always say you were driving on the license, a suspended license. Mm-hmm. You were on it. And I, I think we've covered this before. Like, anytime your license is suspended, they don't always take the plastic back. They just really punch it in their digits. You keep the card. And if it's suspended, you know, you'll present it. And they'll run it, of course. They take the record. You get fined for being on a suspended license. Yeah, basically on the record. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jeffrey was when we were, I was talking to Jeffrey about the license thing, and he looked up Texas statutes about 
license requirements, and he said, you know, any person operating a motor vehicle on the highways in the state of Texas, whether holding a license or not, is blah, 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 blah. And he took that to presume that, that any person, whether you have a license or not, whether you've uh, applied for a license, he took it to mean that regardless if you've applied or not, everyone has followed these, these uh, statutes. These, uh, Did you say you need person driving? Yeah, but, but what you just brought up there was on, meaning when you hold a license, when you hold the position on the record, you hold a position on the registry. And that's what that means. It doesn't mean that you actually have that plastic. So the kicker, the kicker was the word driver, and I caught that. But when you think of on the record, isn't that would be the same? This is what I'm standing on. Like if you use Carl's lingo, I stand up on the record. So when you present the license, that's the one you're on. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I we've all learned that you're, you know, you're on the list, you're on something, you're on the right. If your name is on it, then we kind of always say we are on it. Like I'm, I'm, you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, well, it's what we, it's what we, um. You know, to loosely put it, it's what contracts we attach to our name. You know, that you know, that's the record. One you present too is a uh, is a is very powerful. The first step, the most powerful, is how we present ourselves. You know, Mike Miller wants us to turn argue back and forth about he can have a license and I'm going to get stopped just until the cop is not using it. Well, the presumption is because of your word, you gave your word that when you are in a motor vehicle, licensed and registered, that that's probably what you're doing. Just like uh, the other 300 million people on the land are doing. So it's a real hard presumption to overcome saying, well, I, I wasn't I wasn't engaged in that activity. Like, if I'm sleeping, can I get a speeding ticket? You know, and they're going to ridiculous arguments like that. No, but when, you, when you're in a licensed registered motor vehicle that you said is a motor vehicle and you're out on what the system calls a highway because they have to define the, the jurisdiction that they're regulating for certain purposes, you're pretty much going to be presumed that you are doing, you know, you're involved in a regulated activity. You, you can't just tell the cop, well, you better prove that I was actually using the license. No, you said you were using it. Well, he's just doing what you said. You know what I mean? When, you guys, my, when, my, when, when exactly does my property become a motor vehicle? When you say, there you are. Hello, Mike. When did I say it was a motor vehicle? It's my property. It's my property. It's my property. And if I'm operating a motor vehicle, then I would be acting in commerce. I'd be, I'd be making, somebody's making a lot of noise. If I was, if I was operating a under a license, then I'd be engaged in some kind of commercial activity, making a profit using the public roads. 
However, if I'm going to the store for smokes, I'm in my property. I'm not operating under any license. I'm not I'm not being paid to drive. It's different than right to travel. I'm not a sovereign citizen or anything. But it's, 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 it's difficult. It's, it's difficult for an officer to tell if you're on it's, duty or off duty. It's the difference between driving and traveling. Every sovereign citizen even knows that. Mike, the officer, an officer would have issues knowing if you're on duty or off duty, but they base yeah, it on what, what identity. Fine, that's fine, though. He, I'll take my ticket. I'll shut my big mouth. I'll take my ticket. I'll go home, and I'll I'll deal with it on paper. What we're saying is if you present that license, that's the kicker right there. He can make all the presumptions he wants. He needs evidence. The burden of proof is always on the accuser. So if he's saying, I'm making a profit hauling cargo or passengers on the public road for profit, commercial activity, then he's going to have to show the payroll records. He's going to have to show my pay stubs. He's going to have to show where my hours are on the books, where I clocked in and actually works. Work with the government. Just, um, just, just get a car, buy a car that hasn't been uh, registered yet. Mm-hmm. And um, write a letter to the Governor General, and um, let them know that that this car is is your property. Who cares if it's ever been uh, registered or not? Who who cares if uh, it's ever been registered or not? Just write them a letter and say this is my property. Do you are you aware of any law that obligates me to get a driver's license to use my property? What law and facts do you rely upon that leads you to believe that I'm required as a man to go to, from point A to point B to have or possess or even apply for something called a driver's license? Or you I'm probably went to them. License. You probably asked for it, but what we're saying is if you present the license, that's the, that's the kicker right there. The license says, yes, here I am. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I can show my Walmart ID card. It doesn't mean I'm on the books working for Walmart, turning a profit. If you show it to Walmart, it does. God. What are you talking about? Dude, I can, I can show up to Walmart. Listen, 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 listen to how ridiculous this is. You're saying, listen to how ridiculous your Walmart ID to your Walmart boss. Listen, listen to how ridiculous you are. You're saying, if I work at Walmart, I'm fine. Just listen, just listen. I don't have to you're listen. Saying, to you you're saying if I go if I go and get a job at Walmart, and then at five o'clock I punch out and I go home, and I eat dinner and I go back to Walmart shopping and I have a Walmart card in my pocket. That means that I'm being paid to be at Walmart right now and I'm obligated to follow the employee rules. Let's talk. If what the boss, if the boss, they have if, to show that listen, I am operating. Listen. They have to show. Show. They have to show. I am. They have to show. They have to show. Oh my God! Listen. Let me go back. Have to show that I'm operating under that contract. That that's why Carl's been so successful. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. You listen to Carl. 
You send to Carl for about 20 minutes. If he presents that license at Walmart, it will determine your status at Walmart. You listen to Carl for 30 minutes or more, and you're going to hear, everybody's going to hear that if there's no harm, loss, or injury, there has to be a breach of contract. Otherwise, there's no injured party. There's no case. We can all go home. That, that, that's, under, that's under contract law. You're not operating under common law. They have to provide the contract. They have to establish. They have to establish a relationship between the parties. If why the two if the two parties have never met and the two yes. parties have yes. never established a relationship and the two parties do not have a contract or contractual obligations, then there is no case. There has to be a connection between the two parties, and one of them has to be a damaged or injured party. Why are found guilty? Can you take some questions, Mike? This is just ridiculous. Thinking that when I'm in bed sleeping, I'm a motor vehicle operator. It's ridiculous. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid to drive commercially on the roads for profit. What kind, of well, what kind of man would hand their property over to the state to be licensed and registered anyway? Why would I not make the option available for me if I choose to work for the government one day that I have a license because I know that that's what they would require? That's because, your because that's a I have an unlimited right. I have the unlimited capacity to contract however I choose. Just like you don't go apply there everywhere. It's a contract. You better follow the contract. Therefore, therefore, if I decide to lower my status from a man to a legal person and engage in a contract with a legal person or a legal corporation or, say, a government, then I bind myself to the particular rules of that particular contract that I signed only while I am operating under that contract. For example, nine to five. Well, where, where on the where on the license application does it say uh, only from nine to five? It doesn't. Okay, so motor vehicle operator. When am I a motor vehicle operator? When I am at the job site. When I am at the job site being paid, when I'm at the job site being paid as a motor vehicle operator, that's when I become a motor. When does a doctor become a doctor? Oh yeah, when he's at the hospital during his shift. When he goes home to dinner, he's daddy and he's hubby. He's not doctor anymore. When you go home, when you go home, you're daddy. When you go out on the road, you're a motor vehicle operator. Kids don't go look. Look, mommy, doctor's home. They say, look, mommy, daddy is home because he's not a doctor when he's not doing doctor things. Oh, when really? he's not paid to be when a doctor. When he Walmart, though, don't people say, oh, hi, Dr. Jones? Uh, I don't know. That, what, is, is he ripping their tonsils out at the time, or what are you talking about? Is he, uh, he's operating in the capacity Maybe of he did yesterday. You know, he could have done that yesterday. So, out of respect, they 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 his status and say, "Hey, on the golf course, on the golf course, on the golf course, he runs into a neighbor and says, "Oh, hi, Frank." He's acting as a doctor at that particular time. He's on the books to the hospital. 
when he's in the hospital, just like when you're in your motor vehicle? Well, no, when he's being paid. If he goes on his day off to pick up his paycheck, he does not perform triple bypass. He goes and picks up his paycheck and he leaves. You're not getting your motor vehicle. Why, why do you call it a motor vehicle? I don't. You do. No, you do. You you were the one that applied for it. Call it a motor vehicle. No, no, dude. I bought a car. I got a bill of sale. I then paid you cash. The state, then you ended the state to give the title. The title is called a motor vehicle. So, so Mr. and Mrs. State is going to come and say that I gave them my Mr. property. State will do whatever you tell them to do. So the state is going to try and tell me that Mr. or Mrs. Mr. or Mrs. State owns my property. If somebody's you hand it over to them, sure. Somebody, somebody's to, to to them. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna play this game. Them, they. Yeah, they. Why not? You're you're the they, one that did. They, they. Okay, so all of they or all of them are going to come into court and say that's my car. No, no they're going to say the record and say my an interest in his property. They're going to say the headlight was out on my car. They're not going to say the headlight was out on the state's car. They're going to say the headlight was out on my interest. Come on. It's quite simple. You'll get it someday, Mike. Dude, I already get it. It's you that don't get it. You don't even like have if I if I have if I have a job even like if I have a job Friday night and Saturday night delivering pizza in my Chevette when I'm done working and I take the magnets off of the car, it's just my car. It's not the pizza car anymore. It's my car. I took, the mag- I took the I took the magnets off and I punched my card. I'm going home. It's not the pizza car anymore. It's my. I problem. think I got an update, Mike. That's fine. Hey, Mike, on uh, eight twenty three. You remember that guy calling from Indiana that was leaning at the judges? Yeah, kind of. Cheyenne said the. Uh, I think it was last night, but not before that. Uh, she heard he was uh, arrested and taken out of state until trial. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. But that's according to Cheyenne. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty much what I told him was going to happen, didn't I? Sure enough. We were trying to get him to be peace, peaceable. Peaceable. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to be one of those words there that sound real good. <laughs> we are trying to kumbaya him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe now he realized that filing federal liens and taking suing state actors is probably a stupid idea. Anyway, he'll carry on. I'm going to go outside and look at the birds and the moon for a second, but I'll be listening. But like I said, um, the idea that you present says a lot. You present it, as uh, some people say. Yeah, it still doesn't mean I'm operating under that contract at that time. I know, but it doesn't matter to the officers. Yeah, but uh, see, that's the thing. I already said, I don't care what the cop thinks. I'll take my ticket, 
keep my big gate shut. I'll go home and I'll fix it on paper. I'll write letters to the man acting as cop. I'll write notices to court if I have to. I'll write letters to the prosecutor, man acting as prosecutor before the arraignment. You know, I, I can fix all that shit on paper. I don't care. I don't have I'm to get taken to work, so I, I don't hear any success stories doing that. I don't have to get tased. I don't have to have my window smashed. I don't have to go and sit in the holding cell. I don't need to do any of that. Why would you get tased and go to a holding cell, though? Because I'm not going to argue with the cop. Why would I? If you don't, if you if you're not in a titled and registered motor vehicle and you do not have a license, dude, it's no not a motor, it's not a motor vehicle. It's my car. It's my property. I've never Who? bought a motor vehicle in my life. I always Who? bought cars. I brought I bought cars, trucks, and vans. And they so, were what did dude call it last night? A mechanical road device. Yeah, we made up some bullshit. The the cop will show a higher record than you, Mike. He'll show, he'll show the you know, title. That's, that's what you don't get. I don't care what the cop says. I don't care what the cop thinks. I don't care what the cop does. I know, I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I got my mission. It's full steam ahead. If you don't believe it works for you, fine. If you don't believe it works for me, fine. Are you basing your mission off of evidence provided by Carl, who who just been found guilty the last four times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any knowledge. I don't have any experience. Carl. I don't. I don't have any knowledge. I don't have any experience. I'm just on Carl's pit. Yeah. What advice yeah, would you give to Carl for winning in traffic You hit the nail on the head. It's just everything I know is from Carl. Well, what advice can I interject for, for you know for going to traffic court? I'd like to help him because he's obviously not having much luck in that court. Maybe different courts, but. I don't know, man. If you can't do it, you can't do it. That's fine. If you don't believe other people have done it, that's fine. If you don't get it, that's fine. You don't have to tell me that I don't get it, because I do. Get what? kind of rude to show a license of something you're not doing if you're not doing it, you know? I, would, I wouldn't do that myself. I wouldn't show a license if I wasn't doing the activity. Yeah, formal formal permission from a... Uh... Yeah, because, you know, if I was a true screw-up, you know, and I wanted to protect my work, I wouldn't show my carpenter's license. You know, I'd be disrespectful to my people, you know? Kind of like showing false identity, isn't it? Yeah, it could be. You want to elaborate? Impersonating a driver, I, maybe operator. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad. I'm so bad of a driver, you know. It's it's in, it's interesting what you said, Trace One to Mike. You know, you you say you're saying like, okay, the the police officer has the you know, the higher record. And, you know, it's like, yeah, he does have, he does have the higher record. Um, 
you know, because what is it like? He's presuming that that you know that somebody driving is using the vehicle for commercial purposes, and the the point Mike is making is that that he's not that it's it's his property, you know, and it's not for hire. If it wasn't, and, um, like, then why would, you know... But, it, but yeah, I can see both sides because it's, I can see, like, it's like, you know, you're saying, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have the license and and, and produce it and then, like, like kind of, like, back out of that and, and say you weren't using it, but you but you, you actually gave, you, you gave evidence on the roadside that, that you operating under that, and then you, yeah, and then to to change that, I, I don't know. It's yeah. Every I, I guess, I guess Mike's coming from from what where where Carl Lentz says, oh, you know, I can be, I can be a person when I want to, and then be a man over here, and then, you know, be this and that, and be a prosecutor over here, defendant over there, and I, I don't know. It gets it, confusing. Double-mindedness. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say yes, double-mindedness. Confusing. Yeah. Well, Mike's come from, I believe, is is the the most simple, basic, and correct uh, ideology of man. It, it, it's, I'm man, it's my property, proof, proof otherwise. But when there there's three forms of, um, three forms of, basically evidence being presented on when you get stopped your 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 license plate the registration sticker on the car and then of course the license there's three forms of presumption there that you could possibly doing be doing something that's regulated so like mike said he's just going to take his ticket and go fix it on paper that's fine but why not fix it on paper first by taking your name off those papers yes and then, then the cop exactly. will have presumption you know what I mean? And I, like, I know it's just YouTube, but I have seen one guy on YouTube, and um, he, and I, and I think he was actually in Canada too. Um, he he got pulled over by like three police, and um, and he he must have done he must have done the groundwork. He must have like corrected his his status um, prior to that event. And yeah, he got pulled over, and basically he gave the police officers some paperwork as just a courtesy, I guess. And um, they went back to the cop car and 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 dialed it in and and checked. I guess they checked the record and and they let him go. Like they they couldn't administer him, and it's only because they were, they. Uh, I need to go back and watch it, but when they're first talking to him, they're talking to him as if he was like a person, you know, and then at the end of the whole ordeal, they were talking to him like he was a man. And he got in his car and drove off. Peaceful. It was a, it was a peaceful event. Yeah, as long as he didn't feel he was a danger to the to the other operators on the road, uh, or, you know, or they he didn't commit a let's say, a true crime, harm, loss, injury, damage, breach, contract, right? 
you know, as long as the, the, the guy didn't do that, the officers didn't witness that or have a warrant for that or, or have a report about that, hell yeah, they, they talked to him like a man. Uh, they were probably happy that he wasn't on record. They didn't have to deal with anything. He's the, the, the guy was admitting full liability. And, yeah, I'm out here point A to point B, and I'm 100% liable. And the cops were like, man, you're pretty cool. Take care, buddy. If you need help, call us. Yeah, how good is that? I'm not responsible for you. That's pretty good. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's definitely a good. Um, it's a good place to, you know, to move one's life into. Um, yeah. Mike, Mike brings up one pickle though. A couple of weeks ago, he said, uh, "What? What if he has a? He's a carpenter and he has a, a truck that he." Um, drives back and forth with his tools to go to work, and it's, it's his own business. And by law, <clears throat> he's that truck is being used for a commercial purpose, right? He's driving it at work to pick up supplies and all this stuff. And and Mike, he makes a good point when he says we're at five o'clock now. When I'm off work, then what happens, right? Can can he still take that truck that's licensed, titled, and registered? and go to Walmart and, and get pulled over and, and then still be held liable for the purpose of that truck. You know, the purpose of the truck is... Okay, okay, answer, okay answer me this. Like, who like who owns the trucks? Like, whose who's name's on the phaser? The company or, like, say, Mike, who works for the company? That, that's, that's the... You know, who, who's on the paperwork? That's a good question. If it was the company then the driver would always have to be licensed because the company is presumed to be always making money whenever it's being used, right? That's yeah, the culprit itself. Yeah. But if the, if the truck was just in Mike's name, then actually he wouldn't have to license or register it at all. Actually. Because there, there, there is only, no... Only when, he, only when he's working um, from 8 to, you know, 8 to 5... For the company, I, I would imagine, because that yeah. would be a requirement for the company, you know, to work for them, you know, because they, they don't want to be liable for anything. Yeah, that's a difficult one, but actually, I'm sure oh. there, um, there are remedies in the law for just that situation, certain types of uh, uh, registrations, um, titles, and even licenses. Okay. Okay occupational licenses, right? You can get an occupational license that you state when that license is going to be used. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, we talked about that before, too. Uh, it's Commercial activity is kind of confusing. It has less to do with commercial. It has more to do with public and private. Yeah. So, uh, so, so if you present the li- a license, a license will clearly say that it's public activity, which is commercial, pretty much commercial, and it's regulated. It's kind of kind of synonymous, but yeah, definitely, definitely that all caps driver's license is a, to me, a public commercial entity. Yeah, it's. It's, it's written out on the form as such, and the controlling statutes say as, as such. So 
I think the presumption is valid if if that if that ID license is presented, you know. So what we've been talking so, about is why why use it in, in your private activities. See, that's the kick. That's the that's the nexus. Yeah, right there. That's the crux. So do you guys think it would work, like to to like to have a license and, and just um, like you, you get pulled over and you know you go through the motions, the the police writes you the ticket for whatever, and then and then and then you correct your you know you you go to court, but you do all what like Mike was saying like. Basically, build a case that it's your private property and you weren't uh, under a commercial activity during that I time. I, I know a guy who recently, if he's on the call, wants to talk about it. I think it's the same as writing the uh, incorrect entity a ticket. Like if I if I tell you my name, but it's not it's not a driver, a licensed driver, then an officer. Has, has written the uh, ticket to a licensed driver, which, if I'm not a licensed driver, then it wasn't me. Mistaken identity, but which would rarely happen unless a higher okay. record shows. Yeah, what happened was I was I was in my mom's car, which is licensed and uh, sorry, titled and registered with the state, and. Uh, it's it's presumed that that car is now going to be engaged in a taxable activity, regulated activity called motor vehicling, operating, passenger carring, whatever they call it, because my mom said so. So anyway, I don't have a a license. I mean, it's not suspended. It's not. It, there's no record at all. I've not applied at all. Uh, the previous license I had from out of state has been surrendered, cleared, and quashed. It does not exist anymore. Anyway, I got pulled okay. over, and the officer, um, I was, I was, if I was a motor vehicle operator, I was speeding, so that's why he pulled me over. It, it was a lawful stop, no big deal. And uh, he came to the window, and I, the first thing I told him was that I'm, I'm not a licensed driver, and I was real nice to him. And he said, "Well, do you have any other kind of ID?" And I gave him my passport, and uh, that's all I had. And he went and looked up my name. He came back and said, oh, you you do have a, a Texas license. I was like, what? No way. And we're kind of laughing about it. And he's like, yeah, there's a number right here. So I'm going to have to I'll charge you for speeding. And, uh, you know, just call the court and get that taken care of. So anyway, I looked up that number that he attached to my name. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a position holder for those that are eligible to become licensed drivers in the state of Texas. Didn't he say it never expires? And, and yeah, one one thing he said was, yeah, you do have a license, but the funny thing is there's no expiration date on it. That's kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, that is weird. Uh, you know, I didn't know what he was talking about. Well, now ah. I know. Now I know because I looked up that number, and it, it's attached to the uh, uh, Department of Public Safety Licensing Division as, as a placeholder for... Aaron Morfeld, who is eligible to apply for a license, meaning I'm not like a 10 times felon, wanted criminal, uh, you know, I'm eligible to apply if I want to. I, I can become a motor vehicle operator. 
if I ask the state. Yeah, they co- they cover all bases, don't they? Sure. But now... And that, it's, like, it's like the whole illegal alien thing. Well, that entity... Hold on. That entity, the, the eligible to become a, a licensed operator, <laughs> is not a licensed driver. They cannot be charged under the same statutes, penal codes, as a licensed driver. But the officer Wait, did can charge. you say that again? Can you say, can you say that again, the whole thing? <clears throat> the entity, the number... The number yeah. he wrote down on the ticket, it was attached to my name, and it's supposedly identifying an entity within the state. He, he thought was a motor, a driver, a driver, okay, an operator. And I looked it up, and it's not, right? It's not a driver. Well, the 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 uh, infraction on the ticket of speeding only applies to licensed drivers in motor vehicles. <laughs> the, the, the statutes, the law is very clear. Like Carl says, it, it, it's pinpoint, almost accurate. It, it rarely can be fudged. You know, it is basically word for word when you're involved in it, right? When you when you do apply to be a driver, it's it's pretty much concrete. You know, if you commit an infraction, that's pretty much it. So there's no not a lot of playroom with who it applies to. And the, yeah, the, I mean. Code does not the driving penal code infraction code does not apply to non-licensed drivers, right? It only applies to licensed drivers. So anyway, I I presented that uh, point to the court, <coughs> the uh, traffic court, you know, which is just a a racket. It's you know a bunch of wannabe prosecutors and judges, um, basically making money for their little municipality. They went through the motions at the arraignment. That's when I presented that point. I said, well, the, the entity that you're trying to charge, the, the licensed driver that the officer or the state now is trying to charge does not exist. And the judge kind of just nodded. The prosecutor went on with his business about, I'm going to enter a plea of not guilty for you. You're a sovereign citizen, all this crap. And I just kept my cool and, and, uh, and, and waited for the trial. I walked into the trial, uh, court the court hearing, the trial hearing, uh, about 10 minutes early, saw the prosecutor. <clears throat> he waved me up there and said, um, you know, un- unless you're really against this, uh, unless you're really against this decision, I'd like to dismiss this case. I said, well, I'm not against it. So uh, he said, all right, blah, blah, blah. I'm, you know, it was before court. Court was not in session yet, so I was kind of trusting that he was going to follow through with his the dismissal, and I believe he did. But um, he said, um, you know, when the judge gets here, I'm going to have him sign this and uh, and go ahead and just be safe out there, is what he told me. You know, he's kind of talking oh, yeah. to me like a man, not, not like a licensed driver, <laughs> which okay, he was because I'm not a licensed driver, you know. Now, what happened was, the, the the truth is, because I was in my mom's car, which is a motor vehicle, because she said so, she asked the state to protect that car, which is now a motor vehicle, um, in, in return for the, the privilege of uh, using the roads for whatever, some activity, whatever motor vehicles are used for, right? She, she traded some security for, or some liberty for her security, now, the proper charge the cops should have written on there was unlicensed driver um, 
operating a motor vehicle. Okay? It'd be no different than if you went and got in a big old 18-wheeler and went down the road. Right? If you got stopped, you, you there's a huge, pretty big charge, actually. Unlicensed driver, basically someone who is uh, not fit to be, be behind the wheel of a, of a motor vehicle is out on the public highway operating a motor vehicle, you know, using the motor vehicle in the same fashion that a licensed driver would be using it. And that, that's a pretty big charge. I think here in Texas it's like 600 bucks. That would be the proper charge. <coughs> because on the record, I was operating a motor vehicle because of all of the notice on the back and front of the vehicle and the, the place of the vehicle, you know, up on the highways. And uh, But unfortunately, the officer, I don't know if he's a young guy or not, but he, he, he wrote up the wrong charge, and it was dismissed, as it should be. The, the, the law prevailed and did what it was supposed to. So, um, Didn't he say violently opposed? So, yeah, he did say violently opposed, though. It's almost like they're looking to, to, to administer hostile, you know? Yeah. But, so it didn't matter that you're driving your mom's car. Say again? Like it didn't matter that you're driving a registered car or motor vehicle in your mom's name. Uh no, because when I I provided the insurance and the and when he looked up the 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 license tag, he saw my mom's name. You know, we both shared the same family name, so he saw a connection. But however, he should have called the the owner of the vehicle, the the titled owner, the beneficial owner, which would have been my mom. She should he should have called her and said, hey, this. Obviously, is your son. He he doesn't have a license, and he's out and about in your your car. You know that he would probably call it a car at that point. What do you want me to do? I I cannot let him continue down the road without a license. Would you like to come get your car? You know, you know something like that. That's the proper path the officer should have taken. But he mistakenly thought that the number he looked up on his computer was a driver's license number. And he treated the he treated me as a, as a driver and issued me an infraction mistakenly. And when and when that number came up, your hello, <coughs> Illuminati got him. Illuminati got him. When that number came up, do you think the number was like a uh, like a registrant number? It was an actual driver's license number. They would issue. Do you think if they would issue a, a driver's license number, would it have been the same as that number? No, no, they're totally different. They're totally different. Because um, I looked at my friend's license, saw his license number, and the number that he gave me was just numbers, no no letters in it at all. And uh, in, in Texas, I can't remember exactly, but there there are letters and numbers to identify the person who is the operator. You know, there's a number with, uh, however you call that, letters and numbers. 
we're saying and, that on documents that we've researched where the file number is different from the account number, from the document number. They're all attached if needed to be searched, but they're clearly different, separate. Yeah, clearly, clearly different. And the fact that he even the officer even mentioned, oh, but there's no expiration date on your license. I mean, that should have been a red flag to him that that was not obviously a valid license or something. But uh, like I said, he, he was a younger guy. I don't know how long he's been with the uh, little municipal police there, and, and he wasn't right. being a. So I just, you know, I was being that too. Or it's the first for a lot of them because most people would have a license or not have one, so they would they would know what to administer, you know. So I think it could have been could have been a first. I was gonna say most people either have a valid license or they they don't have a valid license, but they still have a record of a license. Let's say it's suspended, expired, revoked, or, or something, but the record still exists. So when they look up a name, you know, that that status still appears. And so, therefore, the the ticket will should reflect a different charge. If you have a like suspended license, you're probably not going to get charged for speeding. You're going to get charged for operating a motor vehicle on a suspended license. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about the honor system earlier and being disrespectful. Don't operate on my license without my permission or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's right. Because it reflects the state, because the state's had, you know, the state of Texas or whatever is on there, and you don't want to make them look bad. Well, hell no! It's it's my state, right? It's, it's my my offices, my government that that I hire or elect or pay to to do a certain specific governing. And it doesn't mean me unless I ask them to, which is what we're talking about. If I ask them to govern me and then I throw it back in their face and say no, that's pretty dishonorable. Yeah, I mentioned to somebody recently. It's like uh, when you go to like get a work ID, and you don't follow their company's procedures. They just say, "All right, turn in your badge, get on out of here." That's right. Because because right. what you, what you do, if you don't follow our policy, you could hurt someone, your liability, mm-hmm. and we can't grant we can't grant you a license and saying we authorize it because they're that they can be held. Seriously, uh, liable for that. Sure, the insurance claims could be huge, right? So you don't yeah. play around with permission. You don't play around with licenses. You don't play around with um, grants. You know, grants of limited liability. Part mo- most of that's right there in the part of the uh, hours of service for commercial activities. It starts out no company or something like that shall permit or allow a driver to exceed the hours. Yeah, if the, if it's an actual driving job, like let's say you, a truck driver, the the statutes, there, there's definitely there are different statutes for that than let's say a passenger car operator 
Um, because let's look at Uber, for example, Uber. Now, only a licensed driver in a motor vehicle, a passenger car uh, title and registered motor vehicle can be an Uber driver for, for liability purposes. And that makes total sense, but the Uber driver can operate 24 hours a day around the clock if they wish, um, because they are a, what would you call that, individual, right? There's no company name on the side of, the, of their car, like your truck has a company name and you operate under that company. So, so the presumption is that I could be an Uber. I could wake up at midnight, get on my Uber, and find out someone needs a ride and go pick them up. You know, there are no limitations to that. Whereas you, a truck driver, have strict limitations on how many hours you can be on the road or behind the <laughs> behind the wheel. How, how many hours you can be operating that uh, big rig up and down the road? Because that's your natural course of business every day is to move, transport goods, freight. You know those taxi cabs are regulated too, like yellow cab, but you're locally. Have you ever have you ever ridden one of those taxi cabs with a guy that barely speaks English? Yeah. Happy. The speed limit the speed limit is twenty five, he may see it as fifty two. I mean it's it's crazy out there, man. I always ask him if he can do burnouts and stuff. Like, hey, can can your car do a burnout? <laughs> Dude, I'm paying for service here. You better go. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll try it or just joke around, you know. It's kind of funny. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't have a good Indian accent, otherwise I'd talk like Habib. It'd be like, faster you go, the more of those you get when you die. Yeah. The 72, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, drive, drive for Allah. <laughs> um, usually, Habibs are not Muslim, though. Usually. Uh, let's be honest. They all look alike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who am I to know without a without a record, right? Yeah, we wouldn't know without a record, that's for sure. You see what I did there? Got a little off course, brought it right back home. That was nice. Anybody else? I'm going to call it a night. Just got a good whistle there. It was a good stretch there. And it kind of repeated a lot, but we had a a new question asker, so it was all right. Yeah, we've got enough evidence for us personally, but Mike's got his. Hey, guys, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you were asking about the uh, record when someone checks that number. And then you got cut off by the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I had to get some more phone credit. Um. Yeah. So, like, when they checked that, like, when they checked you, um, when they looked at, yeah. So, so they they 
that that number was attached to your name when I looked it up. That's basically it. Yeah, as a resident, that that because oh. I'm also a resident of this county and state, and you know we. Um, I, I did that too, though. When I when I changed my residence address and I, I I filed for basically a change of address, it's called a residence address, and I pretty much gave the state the presumption that I'm a resident, which is not a bad thing, but but it does attach that name to certain things. And one of them is, in every state, that all permanent residents, you know, legal residents, legal people, are entitled to a driver's license um, as long as there's no outstanding fines or criminal, you know, record of criminal activity or whatever the restrictions may be. But the the state definitely has a, a list of all the residents and the names attached to the eligibility for certain benefits. Right, I'm sure my name is attached to certain health care benefits and I don't know all sorts of stuff, whether I choose to um to wait get, so partake in those wait. benefits is different wait so so that number they they looked up that was just your your address, your residential address no, 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 it, it was a number that belonged to the Department of public safety uh licensing department here in the state of Texas that um, that well let's say what put, puts on a list all residents that are eligible to get a license sh- should they choose to apply okay. so that when yeah when I go to apply at the DMV the Department of Motor Vehicles licensing and I give them the application they're going to type in my name and make sure it's on that list very first thing they're going to say okay so is it, is- is it fair to say that number is issued to somebody when they're born? Like, you know, birth, born. Um, I, I, I doubt it because the numbers are probably different for each state. Right? No, but like, like you're born in a state, you know, so then it's issued to you. Um, once once I'm registered, it, it, it's a very specific number. It's a, it's a licensing department number. Uh, that number does not go outside of that department of the government, just the driver's licensing department. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they all, like, all these agencies, you know, they all share, I'm sure they share intel anyway, so it's like, um, yeah, I mean, you know, because they take a census of the population, it's, yeah, it all connects. Sure, if if the population wishes to be controlled, such as us going to apply for certain benefits and privileges, then the system is, is, is ready and waiting. It's sitting there saying, come on, if you want... Yeah, they're, we, yeah, they're we'll, all too willing, yep. <laughs> right, but... but but if you don't wish to be controlled, the, the system does not contact you and say, "Hey, how come you haven't done this?" Or you know, n- nobody comes knocking on your door, right? You know, looking for you. Like, hey, well, you you haven't gotten a license yet. Why not? You know, nobody ever says that. Yeah, Except- that's why I bring it back to like um, the you know God you know God is great you know the Creator He He's given us free will, and um. Yeah, like he's given us free will to the point 
that if we want to be ignorant and stupid and be controlled and subjugated by agencies, you know, aka the government, then that could totally be our free will to yep. do that. Yep, and then a, 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 I call it a beautiful system just because it is so great. And, and it's, like I said, every aspect of our life is, is let's say there's a position waiting for us to, to if we wish to enter that system, there, there's already a position waiting for us. I mean, it's all, everything is lined up, all the, you know, just a few keystrokes away, and you can have every benefit and privilege you want, which, which is a really great, great system. Um, it's just that we've, like you said, we kind of used it ignorantly with, without knowledge. And uh, it, it, it can also, like anything, tend to harm you in a certain respect, not really harm you like, like kill you, but it can be taken as a, a, a loss of rights or liberty when you don't understand what, what I've signed my name to, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, yeah, the whole system, like, like, like I call it, like I call it a godly system, you know. Like it's, you know, it's bigger than us, and it's 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 there to protect us. You know, if you know, if we stray from the path. Yeah, the key thing too, though, is it it cannot move without us. Like I said, it cannot. Yeah, that's that free will God's given us. Yeah, it cannot come to your door. We always go to its door, banging on its door. Hey, you know, give me well, that, that's true. We always go to it, but it first comes to us. Speaking from a man's perspective, it's dressed pretty, smells good. It flirts with us a little bit and says, "Looky here, it's an American dream." You can make a big, you can make big money if you just. Get a li- you, you need a license to do this now. You need a special number, but and everybody sees you making these big bucks, you know, and they they see your house and your new car, and they don't realize you're a debt slave, and everybody wants to go get that license, you know. Yep. The big commercial prostitute. Yeah, I guess along those lines too. If if it never comes to us, I guess would be wrong. Also, if you take in the fact that when you're born. The system is right there waiting for your parents to sign a a registration certificate. Inform on us. <laughs> yeah, it's inform on us and um, what is it? Legitimize. Legitimize the birth or whatever. We call it the dual system, but right there it, be- it it begins at birth. It's a beautiful system. However, we we've exposed or really pointed out that it's clear. We've always operated as solely that legal entity our whole life. Yep, there's a record a mile long. But I mean, we don't need to, you know, like we don't need to go to war with that. You no. know, like these sovereign citizens and free men on the land. You know, they they want to try. And, I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure there's process and I know statutes, whatever. There's, you know, provisions or whatever to do that, but like, I now realize you know, why not use birth why records? Not use our name? Huh? 
I now realize it's my birth record, but it is not my identity. That's not who I am. But it it, it is mine. It's my record. Yeah, it's ours to use. Like it's yeah. It's just we we haven't known how to you know we haven't known how to use it until we learn. And according to some research, some research and what Face One has helped me realize, if someone comes to you and asks you, "Is that your name?" in all capitalizations. That name only, only should reside in the county or with the secretary where it was registered. Yeah. But somehow it, it makes it. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to say people. People have yeah, been showing. Yeah, but you got to remember. You got to remember. There's birth certificates, as Carl said. There's birth certificates now that are don't have. They're not all capital letters. They're doing capital letters. Yeah, mine's not. Well, mine's mine's uh, Capitus Diminutio um, Media. Well, if it's, up, if it's upper and lower case, that, that blows that theory out of the water that your person is Just, in upper <clears throat> Janina, th- I think now that I look at it, when someone asks for your birth record and your you know your information, they're merely looking to see if you're on the record as a guardian that they with a guardianship that they recognize, like from another state, and if if they recognize the other state's authority, then that's when you can cross like other provinces, and they'll they'll honor that system. Okay, um, you know what I'm questioning? I'm questioning the fact that when it's when you Google corporation, and they say it's a foreign entity. Now, what does that mean? Uh, corporate, all corporations are foreign entities, meaning they do not, they're not part of the government, not part yeah. of the government. They're not part of man. They're, they're a creation of man, let's say, or of some men or women or whatever. But being foreign means that they, they are an alien, right? They, 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 they need to be controlled. They need to be registered. They need to be, there needs to be a record of them. There needs to be laws to administrate them because um, well, they're not one of us. Okay, all right. Well, don't my, a lot of the larger corporations to, register offshore? They're unnatural, okay. cor- they're unnatural entities. They wouldn't I've heard that before. Idea. I've heard a lot of the major corporations register offshore. For tax purposes? Yeah, yeah but when they say okay. they're aliens, well, they're unnatural. I've, they wouldn't appear without I've, you. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. But... Go ahead, Jenny. No, I was just, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to fill in the little blanks, only for my mind, you know. So, yeah, you're a man and everything like that. Um, that's That's what you are, right? And they're saying that you are a um, a corporation, a person is a corporation, right, which is foreign entity. So I'm thinking, well, if it's a foreign entity, doesn't that mean that it's offshore or... No. It's, no. no. no, no, no. It's fine. Wow. They're, saying, they're saying the corporation is a person. They didn't say the person is a corporation. Yeah, there's it's kind of... Well, they the statutes give a lot of definitions for person, right? We've all seen individual, limited liability partnership, corporation, blah, 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 blah. So to say that the the legal name 
the legal entity, my legal entity, and some people call it the straw man guy, uh, to say that that is a corporation, uh, I wouldn't say that because I don't know. And, and like Mike says, I really don't care. The only problem is when I go to use that name, that legal name, and I, I provide certain IDs, state issues IDs to back up what I'm saying, like, yep, I legal entity, then I do fall under certain legal codes because I said so. No, Nobody told me that I had to do it, right? It's just that I did it ignorantly. Mm-hmm. And some benefit to do that, though, also. It's not always bad. Oh, yeah, it well, can be of great benefit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, for example, uh, Roddy K is a, a big rig driver. He he supplies all of us with all the stuff that we buy. But going going down the road, let's say his truck blows out a front tire and he smashes into a family five. Because he's a legal, he's operating as a legal entity called a uh, um, commercial motor vehicle operator. He's he's protected by limited liability. If it's out of his control. He will not be sued. He will not be sent to jail or hung or anything. However, if he was operating privately under under full liability and his front tire blows out, he has a lot of liability. He he, he you know what I mean? He he would have to um, compensate for what happened because it's his duty to check his tires. It's his duty to make sure that his car is in, you know, proper operating conditions so it doesn't harm anybody else and, and all that stuff. But when he operates as that legal entity, he's protected by limited liability, which is offered by the state, which is good. Exactly. So that that's a benefit, you know, for those persons. Yeah. Uh, certainly, hey, what do you... Oh, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Oh no, it's the same. What what do you guys think about think of um when you get like charges and like like the one being charged their their names and, and like all capitals and then the police that cited you his names and um it's usually last name first and that's all caps and then it's comma and then like uppercase lowercase for the police officer? What do, what do you guys think of that? He usually only transfers what you present. Say again? Yeah, I've, uh, I've been to the police, uh, been down, I've seen, um, you know, reports being filled out where your first and middle name will be, the beginning of your name will be uppercase, and and that, but your last name will be in all capital letters. Uh, that's what no, they usually uh, do. I'm specifically talking about on charge. Like if you've been charged for something and you have to go to court on your, you know, on your appearance, you know, your summons papers. Yeah, I'm saying they usually only go whatever. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't answer that because I'm, I'm a responsible woman, a responsible. Okay, okay. So, well, you know. I mean, I've only I'm like 53, and ever had three three speeding fines in my whole life. You know, that's my record. Oh, yeah. Have you never had to go to court? Uh, no, um, no, no. 
never had to go to court. I go to court to watch cases um, to to start understanding them. I haven't been hey, for a while, though. Hey, hey Lawfan. <laughs> Lawfan, I, I heard Donaldson and, and Aries talking about psychology. I think it was psychology yeah. last night. Have you noticed how when when some government or some we think it's government or really important agency wants information from us, have you ever noticed that humanity has this maybe vanity desire to tell someone who you are? We get, we voluntarily give up too much information that incriminates us. We want to be identified. I do that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, I do that all the time. But I could call you right now and say I'm from the government. Hey, what's your social security number? You probably tell me. Yeah, it's because it's because like it's you know it's all fear. I mean, you look at you look at most of the Hollywood movies like. The, the the underlying theme of most of the Hollywood movies is a fear-based theme. And, See, I can't, I can't yeah. make up a name and number, a law fan. You have to voluntarily give it to me so I can punish you, you know? Think about it that way. We're giving up information so we can be screwed. Yeah, well, it's like, um, like, because like I consider myself quite a, um, like, open-minded person. Like, I do believe strongly, and I don't care what anyone says, if I was out in the jungle and a lion was, like, eyeing me up, like, if I allowed my energy and thoughts to shift into a, a space of fear that, and already condemn, my, condemn myself in my mind that that lion is going to eat me and kill me, then I've consented to that lion to eat me and kill me. But if I, if I realize, okay, you know, this lion looks like he's going to try and eat me, but I need to stay calm and trust God that this isn't my time to die. And if it is my time to die and I do, well, then that was beyond me. That was God's choice, I guess, or the you know, universe's choice. But I do believe that I do have some amount of control in a situation like that. And I've kind of, um, like, trying to, I've kind of done it with, like, dogs that want to, like, run at me and attack me. I know I don't, there's a big difference between a dog and a lion. You know, this is where faith comes in. You know, this, this is my faith. And and I believe I can uh, manifest that. And um, Charles always talking about faith and, and trying to get us into the faith of faith and combine with the law. I got feedback. What happened to your audio, I think? Yeah, it was like a... I can hear Battery myself dying. more. You know, the cat came and walked over my laptop and hit the power button and shut down. I think your battery's dying off, man. Do we lose him? No, I'm still here. But, you know, I like that Jesus reference. You know, whom do you say I am? It's like if anybody comes to you, but they come to you first, wanting fishing for information. Are you so-and-so? Are you law fan? What's your, what's your social security number? Well, just ask them, who, who are you seeking? Whom, whom do you say I am? 
that should yeah, be the like first what, question. Make them go away, you know. Make them do their job. If if they're seeking you, make them prove it. Make them find you. Yeah, I like um, I like what Idioti um, told me. Is like if if the judge makes you do a psych eval or or in a, in a psych assessment or whatever they call it, um, you know, it's all about um, you know, so they can determine you know your psychological. I don't know where where you're at psychologically. Like um, you know, obviously you have to answer questions and like yeah, you basically just like um say to them like um like the first question is like um do I have the do I have the freedom of free speech? You know, and they're gonna say they're not gonna deny that and then you know they're not gonna say no and then and then you just say, um, well, then, you know, I'm exercising my freedom not to speak. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's what he told me. It sounded good. I don't, I don't want to have to do a psycho one day. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. I guess it's just played in the fifth, or you guys called the fifth. Yeah, you could do that, but uh, if, let's say, if you are on the record in the system, and you plead the fifth, well, the system has the authority to to lock you up and until it is known who you are, right? If there's some other evidence that uh, presumes that you're in the system, let's just say the driving thing again, like a tag or registration or whatever it may be, the system has the authority to hold you, detain you, until they find out who you are. If you're acting privately, that's where pleading the fifth, or if you want to use that, would come in. But it would be more honorable to either ask a question or just give your name. Right? Hey, my name is my name is Aaron. You know, how, how are you? Go ahead and look it up, see what you think, and let them do their work. It'll only take a couple minutes, and they'll, you know, then they'll have no okay, so against you. I think case so law shows do, that the, the fifth only applies to criminal cases. Yeah, but, like, Aren't they always trying to incriminate us? No, that's not usually fishing, or we usually incriminate ourselves. But when you say I plead the fifth, I, I, believe, I believe enough case law shows that that applies to suspect of criminal activity or. Yeah, okay, okay. You're I'll, actually I'll charged with what crime. I, I'll correct what I meant. Yeah, like what I was saying was you wouldn't actually say I plead the fifth. You wouldn't utter those words because, yeah, I realize that only applies in criminal cases. But what I mean is, by saying what what Idioti said to me to say when you're doing the psych eval, it it is kind of using, you know, saying that, you know, do I have the freedom to free speech? And they can't deny that you have the freedom to speak freely because otherwise if you don't, because it, it renders what they're trying to do to you moot. 
You know, because otherwise then you would be lying. Did you say stock you know, Yeah, like a, like a, you know, it's not, like if the oh. judge orders you oh. to do one. I believe if it gets like to, to, to that one. point, I believe if it gets to that point, there's an error made on you, you know, your part somewhere. Or there's a serious health issue. You yeah, yeah. Aware of. Yeah. But I like I like to cover all bases. Like I like to earn. Like I, I, I'm basically arming myself with all possible scenarios. I'm trying to be a tactician, and then figure out the human psychology of, you know, what what's going to go down, what they're going to say, and prepare myself if I ever have to, you know, if I ever get a handcuffed and have to go and do that. You know, I shouldn't have to do that, but, yeah, I just like to be prepared in all scenarios of possible, um, you know, probabilities. It's probable, but not likely possible because of who I am as a person, a peaceful person. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't saying... To, yeah, out of those words, to beat the fist, but it's the concept, you know, like, you know, it's using that concept of not incriminating yourself via your words and um, remaining silent, you know, because, you know, do do we have the freedom to speak freely, you know? And they're going to say, yes, we do. And then, okay, well, then if I have that freedom to speak freely, then I obviously had the freedom to not speak as well. And, you know, then they're going to say, oh, well, Judge, what did you do? You know, you're here on a you know, court order. You have to take this psycho vow. Oh, really? Hmm. That's what you think. Doesn't make it true for me. And then yeah, just ask them, you know, what's the consequences if I don't? I was going to say, what, what comes out of I don't that know. Will, will have probably a, the full force and effect of a certain law or something that you were bound to that probably will make your, your life a little bit uh, less enjoyable if you if you don't. If if you exercise your right to speak or not speak, you, you know what I mean. Mm. Because you're so probably pull it out. well, they can't pull it out for you. So if you uh, don't speak, then there's nothing to fill out. I'm sure there would be something to fill out that uh, you're definitely not even competent to speak. You know. So they would just summarize the whole. Psycho Val as, um, you know, subject didn't, you know, subject John Doe didn't, didn't cooperate. He didn't, um, I think uh, ultimately, yeah. he remained silent. He didn't answer the question. So, um, I think ultimately, Psycho Val is to see if you're one of us. Makes sense. Yes, yeah, sir. I don't know, maybe ADLT was playing devil's advocate with me. Because um, now that I think about it, it sounds kind of stupid. I, I wish we could just remain silent, you know. 
But like Face One said, they already, you know, they already have it all set up that if you do decide to remain silent, then they write, you know, they write it in for you. Yeah. Yeah, it would be too easy, wouldn't it? I think it's jurisdiction placement, too, to find out whose jurisdiction should you be in or are you of your own jurisdiction? Yeah, the the record would show some of that also, and so it could be a confirmation of that. Do, do I sound funny when I talk? Because I'm I'm kind of lying down at the moment. You sound like you've had a drink or two. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's like you're me. resting. You're resting. You know, you're resting. You're like relaxed. Yeah. Okay. I'm lying down at the moment. You show sure my voice sounds a bit different lying down. I don't know. I, I like the lessons that Carl has uh, shared with all of us, but I'm a little concerned at his when he goes to apply them. Um, what if I, I wish he would share more about what's happening, so that we could all work together and uh, maybe come up with more. You know, if Carl's having Carl, certain followers, Carl, having trouble applying those lessons, why don't we all talk about it, you know? And, and, yeah, and, but look, look, I can understand what, sort of why he's doing it because he doesn't know us. He doesn't know us personally. We could, you know, pretend to be nice people when we're not, you know, when we're, when we're not going to use the information in a correct manner you know and Carl has always stipulated you you must be responsible if you're going to use this you know you, you do the right thing you act accordingly you act as a man that that's the way you do it and I'm people saying, you, mean you know that's there's not people that would oh, yeah sorry sorry I I know, Carl, you sh everyone should be a little skeptical about who they're, they really want to deal with, but he, he had a public call, and he shared his call with all of us, and he kind of weeded through a lot of the callers. And um, But if, if his I'm a man thing is not really working for him, I wish he would maybe open up to us again, and we could all talk about it and figure out why, you know, what's going on. Well, I think it's... I don't know if you guys heard me earlier, but uh, you know, I think it's more than just filling out our paperwork as an IRN. Yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. It's like I, you know, I got to de decipher when Carl's speaking allegorically and or whether he's speaking um, little, and he gives us a lot. Of, he gives us a lot of con concepts, you know. 
And like we, it's up to us to go away and do the study on our own. He, he, you know, he doesn't need us to bring feed us that. He's given us the bare bones. And he says, "Where a man? Where you know you're you're a woman, you know, and separating us from the the the, the sea of labels that they want to label us. You know, the 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 ones that want to prosecute us." I'm not to fall into that trap and, and remain a man or a woman in our thinking. Not so much, you know, and paperwork, but, yeah, I don't know. It's so deep. So deep. Places. What's this, you know, like, what's this whole risk management thing Carl talks about? Like, you know, is that, like, is that a concert or is that, like, an actual office, you know, called risk management? Yeah. This is where we figure it out. What is he talking about now? Insurance? I know. I haven't listened to enough of Carl. I said no. Are they on the line on the call? No, no. I'm just just in the middle of typing a um, letter to the transport department. <laughs> wondering, if, well, you know, someone at the transport department, wondering if the transport department, someone in the transport department has given permission for the store known as Spotlight, permission to collect driver's license numbers from the people or customers that are shopping in that store. Just, just, doing, just doing some research. Does anyone want to answer my question? I'm sorry, what was your question? Well, it was, you know, what is this whole risk management thing that Carl Lentz talks about? You know, is it an office, uh, you know, an official agency office? You know, or ah. is, it, is, it more, is it more of a concept of, you know, um, applying on the insurance bond when a public servant has stepped over the line and trying to defraud us of our hard-earned dollars. Sorry, I, you know what? I, because of the stuff that's happened... Sorry, who am I speaking to? Sorry. Hi, uh, Lawfan. Oh, hi, Lawfan. It's Janine. Hey. Um, yeah. Hi, yeah, Lawfan, um, with the, you know, with the thing at Spotlight, you know, I spoke to the man who was actually doing this. Anyway, he said, I have handed all of this to my risk, I have spoken to my risk management team, you know. So, okay. yeah, so, you know, so what is this risk management team and what, what do you know about, about it from what Carl has said, from your understanding? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Like, what is this risk? Like, is it is it a concept or is it an actual like like depending on a situation? 
like, is it set up? Like, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Like, I've got no idea. Management is it a process? Is it a process we have to go through? Like, like, is it is it claiming on insurance? Hang on, is Mike still on? I just got to check. Yep, Mike, are you there? Well, he says he's on, but he could be busy. Um, and he could have stepped away from the mic. Um, risk management. Yeah, I've got no... I have, to, have you Googled it? I'll Google it. Nah, I haven't. So you, you have you have heard Carl talk about it, though, No. No, I've never heard him talk about risk management because do you know what... You don't happen to know what talk show it's in, eh? It's on Uncommon Law. Uh, I think it's Uncommon Law. Okay. It's on, on the on the Uncommon Law talk show. Yeah, the the Carl Lentz one. one. Yeah, okay, that's the one two seven four six nine. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't happen to know the the number of when he spoke it. Yeah, because that's um, like three hundred. That's like three hundred. Well, I'll listen, I'll listen to I listen to a lot of his episodes. Not too many. Like he's got hundreds, but you know, not mm. too many. Like probably like maybe and the fourteen, fifteen of his calls. Um, well, all over like the place, this. or from from the first from the beginning. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard him um, mention it. Because yeah, I've heard him mention it, and kind of, like you know, as a claim, you know, go and claim risk management, you know, or someone, you know, an officer, you know, doesn't do the duty order. And uh, I was just curious to what it was. What okay, it, is. it says. Uh, risk, risk management, risk, risk management is the process of identification, analysis, and either acceptance or mitigation, not litigation, M, mitigation, of uncertainty oh, in investment, yeah, mit, mitigation, M, of uncertainty in investment decision making, essentially risk management occurs any time investor, Oh, that can't be it. Hang on, I'll find another one. That's probably okay. Mm, that's been Wicked very late. Hang on. Oh, yeah, risk it's, management. It's a process, though. Yeah, I mean, process. Okay, risk management is the identification, the assessment, and the prioritization of risks um, by coordinated and economic application of resources to minimise, monitor and control the probability and or impact of unfortunate events or to maximise the realisation of opportunities. Risk management's objective is to assure uncertainty does not reflect the endeavour from the business goals. Okay. Mm. Sounds like a lot of well, it can come from everything. It says risks can come from various sources, including 
um, uncertainties in the financial markets, the threats of project failures, um, legal liabilities, credit risks, accidents, natural causes, disasters, deliberate attacks, adversaries, events of uncertainty, unpredictables. Um, there's two types of events, the negative events, which can be classified, and obviously the, yeah. Yeah, see, this is, you know, this is where I find, this is where I find Carl Lentz very confusing because, you know, he say, he says to file with risk management. Well, that's a very vague statement to me. Like, what the hell does that mean? Well, we have to find out what that means to him. Yeah, how does he understand? Is it litigation? Is it a process? Is it in statute? Yeah, I don't know. It's... <sighs> do you remember how? Do you remember in what context that he said it in? He said it a lot. Like, I, I can't. It was like well over a year ago now that I listened to those calls, but. You know, it's you. Usually, it was just vaguely gone by memory. It was it was to do with you know, like a pu public officer, um, you know, overstepping the boundaries or whatever that was at that time. Was whatever the boundaries were he was talking about at the time. But I, I have heard him throw it around quite a bit on his calls. You know, if I was, you know. Management. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I sort of can't get past the first 10 calls. I just keep listening to them over and over again because I always find something in there, you know, and they're good calls because there's no swearing. You know, he's he's on point a lot of times, got a, a lot of great stories, you know, um, things like that. So uh, I like that. Sorry to cut you off, but um, yeah, he's written in the chat. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, EDOT, because um, I thought, you know, logically I just thought, you know, he's saying file with his management, you know, that's kind of like, I guess, like a metaphor for, like, um, filing against these public servants' insurance bonds to use it. Basically. So, but yeah, idiot he's got written here. Insurance for public servants. Um, uh, look at the chat, Janine. Look at the chat more. Risk yeah, management. Yeah, okay. Insurance for public was... servants. Risk yeah, management but... company. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that logically makes sense. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. But, you know, uh, I guess it's all... Got to get into help monetary side of things and learn how to bank, do banking and all this um, promissory notes and uh, understand how the money works. For reading, learning, obviously. <laughs> okay, so it's insurance for public servants that that stuff up and, and don't abide by their, their yeah. policies or laws or something. See, that's that's exactly what this guy did at Spotlight. See, he went, I want your identification. As I showed him my so, driver's license. 
photo ID. What is SWAT Light? Photo. Can you clarify what SWAT Light is? Is it what? Sorry, what? Is it a company? What? Is it, what, what is, what is um, Spotlight? Like, is it a corporation or what it, do they deal would with? You, would you believe it's a place that sells homeware? Okay, so it says it, sh it uh, sells curtains and showers and bed linen. And, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. And if you want, and it's um, craft stuff and everything like that, right? And the, 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 I went to refund the product and the guy said, give me photo ID or you don't get a refund. And, you know, these are pretty cluey people. I said, I don't, he said, I, if, you, if you don't have a driver's license, where's your passport? You know, do you have a, I went, I haven't got a passport. I'm not going to give that to you. And he went, well, have you got an over 18 card? You know, I'm 50. I'm not going to, I'm over 50. I'm not going to have an 18 plus card, for goodness sake. Um, you know, so, and, and anyway, so I showed, I ended up showing him my driver's license. He said, no, I need to take down the number. And I went, what? He said, yes, I need that number. And he wrote it down, right? In their own policy, private, in their own private policy, it's got the use of government identifiers. SRG will not use government identifiers such as a driver's license number as its own identifier of individuals. And that's what he told me it was using it for so he could identify me. Not to mention that I had the original receipt. Not to mention that I that I dealt with the same woman before, during, and after I returned the item. Not to not to mention that I've got a VIP card there at the store. So the the information, all the information they really need is my home, my, my name and address. I don't need any more to verify who I am. They could have verified it very other reasons, but this is what he said he needed it for. And he threatened that if he didn't get it, I wasn't going to get the refund. So <laughs> I did it, but I wrote N.A. Oh, yeah, N.A. Somebody do, got do it. You write, do you write N slash A or do you write the actual words um, non-assumptive? No, non I just put N.A. N slash A. So isn't, that in, like, isn't that ambiguous? Like, wouldn't you want to put non um, assumption. No, it's just NA. That's what that's okay. what that's what Carl that's what Carl said. Just write NA and then your name. Yeah, and then oh, I thought you could put non assumption. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Small. Could be lowercase or uppercase on the NA. Sorry. Oh well, well, I just put. Is it lowercase <laughs> or uppercase? <laughs> Sorry, well, I, mean, I, put, I put lowercase. Okay. Yeah, I put lowercase. Okay. Yeah. And no, uh, and and just the letters as is, no uh, punctuation, like with the dots and dot a dot. No, well, I just put n slash a. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. N slash a. But I don't know. I don't know. That could be wrong. Don't don't listen to my advice. Listen to Carl's advice. It could be just n a. Carl never said put n slash a. Right. The only thing I've heard Carl say is say put n a, then sign your name. So, yeah, no, one of those little tidbits we can study. Yep. I guess it just goes back to uh, common practice of what NA means. I mean, it's commonly understood that when but NA anyway, is there on the paperwork, it means non-applicable. That's what we've been taught. 
that's what we've mm. been taught it means non applicable or yeah um but mystic rider eighty three has actually said car length risk management um at six minutes and thirty eight seconds so thank you mystic oh, rider thank you. yeah thank and he's actually got much. yeah he's actually got the the um the thing up there so i'll um I'll go watch that shortly hey um there's a um, somebody placed at the beginning of this um, call on the chat, uh, uh, Mystic Rider 83. I don't know who it was. It was one of the guests they, they placed um, in the chat. They placed uh, uh, one of Carl, like the number of one of Carl Lentz's episodes where he is dealing with the um, CPS, um, which I think is the um, Child Protective Services. Is that the last call? I'm not mistaken. No, this is, is on. This is, is on the last the, uh, Sonia's, no, this same call that we're on now. It's at the very beginning of the chat. Well, actually, it was, uh, it's at the beginning of the chat when I first came in. So I don't know how long Sonia's call had been on for, but uh, anyway, the point is uh, Mystic Rider 83. Uh, this is Morfan, by the way. Um, yeah, just I don't know if you know, but go. You can go to it's uh, chatgrabber.com, and you go to that website and you put in uh, Sonia's uh, call ID, and then. Uh, this episode, episode one forty-five, and then just um, press yeah, go to that one, and then press Control S, and then um, search Carl, the name Carl K A R L, and you'll you'll find it there somewhere. And you'll be able to go back and listen to that episode where Carl talks about the CPS services. And that might help you. So I just thought I'd be a good uh, hybrid servant. Yeah. So what do you guys want to talk about? I don't know enough of this legal stuff. It's down all intelligent. But yeah, yeah. Thank you for posting that uh, risk risk management stuff because I'll definitely go and uh, check that out. Sound like somebody eating on the show. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Is that your question? That's the salt. What was that? I'm sorry. No, he said somebody was eating. I said, pass the salt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. What, will you please pass this out? Okay, that, that's a little better, even though it's a little incorrect. Um. <laughs> oh, well. So I feel I'll be doing a show set today. And it's going to be a great topic, so you can join at your own witch. There you go. I like that. Enter at your own risk. No, wish. W-I-S-H. Oh, wish. Wish. That's better. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I thought, I thought you said risk. <laughs> it's okay. Well, wish, wish is non-threatening and very nice. Oh, not, not, I shouldn't say nice. Polite. Okay. So, a lot going on. Tell you that. Oh, anyone know how to upload? Well, I guess um. Put a video on the Skype. No, I don't, how, I don't know how to put upload and put uh, videos on Skype. Sorry. In in what context? Like, is it a video you're trying to? Um, send send someone, or is it a like? What are you trying to? Yep. I, uh, okay. Uh, what you do is. Well, it's saying um, it's too large. It's saying it's like it's over uh, three. It's over three hundred megabytes. So uh, through. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much megabytes Skype. Um, allows you to process process through, but I, I've never tried that many. But you can try anyway. Just go, you go to the little chat bubble, and um, there should be a, like a little, I think it's a plus sign or something. Mhm. And you click on, you click on that, and um, yeah, I need to log in to see you. Well. Hang on, I'll log into mine.
Okay. Keep it moving. I have to figure this out. Hey, Kula. Okay. Hey, Kula, why don't money mic here? Uh, I don't know. I, I replayed the call last night. Uh, I think you were all pretty much finished when uh, Roddy K cut in. Uh, but if you had anything more to say to, that you were uh, that you thought it was important, why don't you uh, just say it now? Oh, Michael, I will. Okay. Uh, did you do it yet, or are you going to do it Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday? Uh, Saturday, Roswell, I'll be doing it. Probably 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Or 8.30, something like that. All right, that's cool. All right. Because it covers a whole lot, too. Um, so that's what I want to do. I'll see what happens. Okay. Hey, Aquila. That's me. I'm, uh, I'm in my Skype now. So you go down to where it says type of message here. Of course. And then you go, you just um, scroll over to the right, and um, there should be a little picture of a little form, and it says send file. Mm-hmm. And then you just you just click on that, and then you it gives you the option to browse throughout your computer to um, select where the um, the uh, video. Right, and then you I I sort of did that today, but um, uh, what it was saying? Let me see. Let me go back. Uh, yeah. Wait, so you tried it already? Correct, and it said file is larger than three hundred megabytes. You didn't tell oh, me the Yeah, no, it's a really big and. I, I also tried to email it and still, I don't know. You might be able to go to Google, right, and um, try to find a free program that, like, Google it as, um, uh, what do you call it, like a video filing compressor. No, um, but you got to make sure it's... It's it's a really big file I did, so I was trying wow. to help somebody and send it to them. Wow, what that? Oh, you might be able to put it. I don't know if you can put it in like a zip zip folder. That'll get the compression down. Or 
Um, you can get the compression programs and they, they, they compress the file and make it smaller, but I don't know, 300 megabytes is quite a bit. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe you could share it through like a cloud drive or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't do much of that. Hmm. Something to think about? Yeah, I'm just reading something here. Just say, have you tried OneDrive if you like to send a file larger than 300 megabytes? You can share it to friends or family with OneDrive. I don't know what that is, though. Okay, I'll have to just figure it out. Eventually, I will. All right. I'm not going to deal with tonight, I'll tell you that. Anyway, what's going on? Me, uh, uh, staying out of trouble. What was that? You having trouble what? Uh, staying out of trouble. Oh. Yeah. I got no um, court proceedings or anything. Just just learning. Just just studying. Just reading. Very good. <laughs> but there's other troubles besides going to court. Just a regular everyday trouble. You know, one might have. Yeah. Well, I'll get into that. I'm not going to get too much in this evening. Um, when I do my show, hope to enlighten. I hope um, to share some things what got me through and helped me and what I've learned. So we'll deal with that, you know, like on my show. So what do you guys want to talk about besides that? Getting late, guys. That's your bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it's what's it? Oh, it has to be what? Good night, Anson. Good night. Um, sorry. Good night, Anthony. Good night, Akula. Good night to all the other uh, brothers out there. I'll see y'all uh, tomorrow. All right, good and night. I'll see you on, uh, on yours. <laughs> no, I am in tomorrow. I'm at oh yeah, I'm. I'm oh, sorry. Good morning. Good morning, Anthony. 
Can I have some? Um, can I have some uh, eggs and toast? <laughs> it's pasta. Right. It's, it's pasta. It's after lunch. Is that your wish? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. I am hanging up. See you. Yep. Okay, I'm out as well. I mean, I could be sleeping by now. I'm going to be showered. <laughs> okay, guys, have a lovely evening, day as well. And God's willing, tomorrow. Let's see. Take care. Oh, guys, it's my birthday next month. I'll just tell you this. It's the same day Obama claimed his, so. If you know that, you will know why. But I'll be thanking God for another year. Okay. Happy birthday yeah. in case in case I miss speaking to you <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. This will be in August. So. Yep, so it's coming very soon. What was what was that? Yeah, yeah but, but the problem is just like you muffle or something. It does all the stuff before the cops and the parents and saying the kids and all the stuff. You know, I'm just glad I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go out for the So it's funny as the actual thought, how can I go out for the cops? Because it's funny as the cops are going out for the cops. So I'm going to go and she said, Carl, I know that's a lie, but you keep people from a, like, playing up on a car, Carl, then, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, tell me why you can't play your phone. Tell me why you have your phone. Tell me why you have your phone. Tell me why you have your phone. And she said, well, you know what? I said, well, she can't stop. And she said, well, what? 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 What?
ถ้าเสียให้เป็นเพื่อนสนับสนุนสร้างอาชาพันธุ์สร้างอะไรสร้างได้เลยสร้างขนาดขนาดขนาดเพื่อการสร้างเป็นเพื่อการสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างจะสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในการสร้างสร้างเป็นเพื่อการในมาข้ามาเด็กไปดาพักกันเด็กเด็กเสพได้ถึงเวลาสองสามสี่สิบใช่ไหมแล้วสองพันกว่าสองร้อยห้าสิบสองสามสิบสองสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่สิบสี่ชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างชาติชาวสัตว์ต่างสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสามสิบสองสจากเขาไม่มาใช้เราเลยเวลาเราวัดโฆษณาเราทำเป็นสิ่งต่างๆเป็นชาวเสื้อเป็นสักครั้งเราทำเป็นสิ่งเดิมๆเช่นนี้ก็เหมือนกันเลยว่าภาษาเนี้ยไม่ชอบภาษาไทยเราทำเป็นแบบเดียวไปไหนจากเด็กภาษาที่สองมันน้ำทำเป็นแบบว่าอาจจะภาษาเนี้ยมากอาจจะภาษาไทยก็ได้เหมือนกันเราคิดแบบเนี้ยเราคิดแบบเนี้ยครับ And I like to talk about it. You know, when it comes down, it's going to go, oh, that's what I want to talk to you. So that is the end of the time. I like to talk about it. And I know that's what I like to talk about. So I'm sorry if I'm in front of you. I'm talking about it. 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 I'm talking about it.
าดสิบล้านสิบแปดนี้ล้านสิบแปดนี้ก็ตัวไปในสิบล้านเราใช้ในสร้างการอ่าสร้างแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบแบบก็เป็นว่าเป็นแบบเพื่อความจะมาเป็นเด็กเด็กความเป็นแบบเป็นสักสักเท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่เนี่ยก็ต้องรับผิดชอบไปแล้วแต่ในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบในการที่เราต้องรับผิดชอบ
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.